Peter Patter, let's get at her. It's uh, there's a few hockey games to be watched, so I understand. So uh, I am going to call the regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, April the 25th, 2016, to order. And uh, for the record, show that the meeting started at five minutes after five. <coughs> so um, in terms of adoption of the agenda, um, there was an item called uh, Development Permit Application. There was an, uh, an attachment missing on that and that has since been added so um, um, I don't think there's no any need to adjust the agenda just for that but one of the items that um, we need to uh, push to after in camera because we have a legal uh, uh, interpretation and that is item one under unfinished business request for decision uh, development permit. And are there any other additions or deletions that need to be made? Um, hearing or seeing none, I will entertain a motion to accept the agenda as written. Your Worship, I'll make a motion to accept the agenda as presented. Okay. Um, uh, all in favor of Councillor Burns' motion? Passed. Yeah, I, I don't vote. <laughs> uh, adoption. Uh, there are no minutes uh, for perusal uh, this week. So we will move over adoption of minutes. Are there any public hearings, uh, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. That takes us to presentations, and we have three presentations. Uh, um, one from Norton Lakes College who will be up first uh, then GFL Engineering who's our waste management contractor <coughs> and three uh, Peaceful Homes who is uh, uh, applying for a development permit uh, just across from uh, well for Bridge uh, View Estates so um, with that, I would like to invite Northern Lakes College up to the front and for a presentation. Is that is that on? Yep. Yes, it's on. Uh, Do you want both on? Yeah, uh, both of them on. All right. Well, thank you very much for having uh, having me back again this year. And uh, before we begin, I'd like to introduce Valerie Tweedwell. She's our Director of External Relations. And Melanie, I'm always going to pronounce her name wrong. The Cappuccios. The uh, She's our new Manager of Planning. Melanie's here in Peace River. So she's doing a good job of her. And I'm the President of Northern Lakes College. That's right. <laughs> So thank you, and, and uh, actually I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for your donation last year to our um, power engineering lab, and uh, that lab uh, has been operational for almost a year now. We've had many students go through the power engineering lab, and uh, it's become a bit of a jewel. 
and we're uh, further expanding that lab this year, so I'll tell you a little bit about that uh, now. So I thought I'd just uh, come and uh, um, just once a year to give you an update of what we're doing and what we're up to and, and uh, tell you all of our great plans for the upcoming year. So the new technology is up and running. Uh, we've added and, and moved the oil field operator program from Slave Lake to Peace River. And so that will be housed in the same facility. And uh, with further plans for Peace River um, is to really look at a, a trades facility, a multi-trades facility. And, and so that's going to be in our campus development master plan, as well as some student housing. That's one of the challenges that we had here was housing for our power engineering and now our oil field students in Peace River. Uh, we mitigated that. We rented two houses in Peace River that we're uh, utilizing as temporary student housing. But it, um, the development of a student housing facility in Peace River will be in, included in our campus development master plan as we move forward. So just to give you an update of that. Our numbers are growing. Uh, they're growing in Peace River and they're growing across the college. Our student enrollment now, um, we're, we've been averaging about a 5% increase in enrollment year over year. And as we add new programs, that enrollment continues to increase. Now last year, we had a bit of a budget challenge ahead of us, as you well know, and you probably saw that in the papers, and we uh, restructured our college. And I can tell, happy to tell you that this year we're not having to do that. We will not be having layoffs or campus closures. And uh, so we're, we're uh, financially viable. We've had exceptionally good audits from the Auditor General for the past two years, and we'll continue to do that. So it's very positive. This year we added three new programs that uh, you might be interested in. Uh, we've uh, been given approval by the uh, Ministry of Health and we'll be offering the full paramedic program in the north beginning in the fall. And uh, we are the only college now in northern Alberta offering the paramedic program. And so uh, we're really pleased about that. Our, uh, our health students are actually very successful as they write their provincial accrediting exams and uh, our uh, emergency medical technician students this year, um, we had a 100% pass rate from our students writing their accreditation exams, and we expect no less from our paramedic students going forward. The, uh, the students that, that begin in the emergency medical responder can transfer those skills to the emergency medical technician, and now we'll be able to come back and become a paramedic and uh, ladder that program into a paramedic program. Uh, we're offering that throughout the region. It's, uh, we, have, we have health labs. We have a health lab here, so we'll be able to offer that. And you may see a new ambulance driving around. We have a new Northern Lakes College brand new ambulance, and it's emblazoned with Northern Lakes College, so you won't be able to miss it. Uh, we also uh, uh, entered into a new program. It's another health program, program, the Community Health Worker. and It's a certificate and diploma program. Uh, we partnered with Lethbridge College and Red Crow College in the South uh, to, develop, to develop the program. Uh, and we're delivering that uh, throughout our entire region as well, and that's a very positive program. So uh, students will be able to leave with a certificate or continue on to get a diploma. And we also are, uh, will be offering the water wastewater certification levels one and two. 
uh, starting in the fall. That is under development right now. And uh, that's the, that's a pro- that was the first program that our community educational, education councils asked me for when we got here. And so we're very happy now to have that program in place and that partnership in place. Our new programs that are in development now, uh, we're focusing on two areas. We're focusing on environmental, and we're looking at uh, introducing an environmental program, hopefully in 1718, and also forestry operations. So we're looking at a forestry operator's now, we're, we're having meetings with the forestry industry to make sure that whatever program we offer are, is the program where there are employment opportunities regionally. So those are the two uh, that are actually in the development uh, pipe right now. Our, uh, last year, we received $3 million from the provincial government to purchase mobile trades training units. And they've become... Uh, we're calling them transformers now because they're not a typical trailer. It's a, a mobile unit that when it lands, it expands out, oh, sorry, and expands up. And so uh, we're employing those throughout our region to offer access to dual credits and pre-technical training. We have, uh, we were purchased two. We received one and it, it was deployed the first week we got it. So it was out in, in Sturgeon, but we're, so we'll have two that will be going through the region. Uh, because of the success we've had with that in its early days, we had some additional funds. And so the Ministry of Health is uh, right now considering uh, funding us for a mobile health training lab so we can deliver health training throughout our region as well. Uh, we have two, we have a campus development master plan that's currently being developed that will be identifying all of the new facility facility renewals and facility expansions that we need throughout our region. The two main ones that we're working on right now is a High Prairie campus consolidation and an expansion of our trades facility to accommodate uh, new trades. And uh, one of the trades that we're... Um, that we're working with the apprenticeship branch, and I haven't received approval yet, but I won't stop trying, is the heavy equipment technician program. And that's a program that we need in the north. There's a vast number of apprentices in the north. Um, and I think I've covered mostly everything. Oh, you might, uh, you might see some new ads on CTV if you watch CTV. Uh, CTV 2, mm-hmm. right? And we've uh, we've this year we've highlighted our ads just on a. Have you have you seen the students? Uh, three of the ads are from Peace River, uh, so you'll recognize one power engineering student, a nursing student, and uh, and uh, um, another student, and I can't remember what program. Community health. Community health, and they're all from Peace River. So we're expanding to other regions now, but you got three of the of the ads that we're doing. Yeah, they're on. They're. Um my wife and mother-in-law watch The Voice, so they're on there. Isn't it great? Yeah. They are really good. And if, you, if we can email them to you. If, uh, on our website. And you can go on our website. So we're really proud of those. And, and uh, the Peace River team uh, at Northern Lakes College were instrumental in getting those ads ready. So we'll keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we're doing this year, and, and Val has been charged with doing this, is that we're creating a community report and you will all get copies of that community report when it's completed. And if you think about it like the People magazine of Northern Lakes College, it'll be stories about our students. 
and our alumni and uh, how they've achieved their goals. So uh, we have lots of stories. And as we've dug into this, we've found great stories of our students that, that, that we need to tell. Uh, so we're very proud of that. And we're also investing this year in our IT infrastructure. We are predominantly a distance college. We use technology for outreach, and we will never be a one or two campus facility. Uh, it's important to us across our region that students can access all of our programs using technology. So this, uh, this year we invested in a, a, in a very significant review of our information technology and instructional technology framework, and uh, we will have a plan for uh, uh, making our, pro, uh, our instructional technology more robust. So uh, keep looking for that because it's going to get a lot better. Um, I'm, I think I've pretty well covered everything I wanted to say, except that we're, uh, we're doing great. I'm not going to ask you for any money today, but I might again in the future. But we do appreciate the funds that you've had. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be uh, having... Um, uh, a photo op with our MLAs at our power engineering okay. lab, and so you'll see that in the papers. And um, but as we as we get to the um, fundraising efforts for our student housing in Peace River, we may come back. Just warning you now, I might be back for some more. Great, you can stick around for presentation number three from Peaceful Homes. I think <laughs> I think he, he may have some 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 houses for you. Well, has he got a deal? Do you have a deal? <laughs> so that'd be great. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. I didn't I didn't follow the the presentation, but it's all all of the information and our demographic data is in there for you. Great. So thank you. And we're ready for your distance learning co courses. We got fiber optic to virtually every home in Peace River. So. Awesome. That's fantastic. Great. Well, we'll be doing more with mobile, so that'll be good. Great. Thank, thank you, you very much. Do you have any questions or anything? Um, the mobile labs, do you envision that they would land at Peace River campus and be used at the campus? Um, well, uh, a lot of the requests we're getting for mobile labs are from the high schools for dual credit. And so we can outfit them with any trade. So we can, we can bring one back and, and set it up for welding or we can set it up for carpentry or we can set it up for electrical. And uh, so we, we're working uh, on doing that. Uh, so they could very well be landing up, in the, up at our campus site or at one of the high schools. I think you just partially answered uh, one of the questions I was going to ask. But as far as the trades are considered, I was going to ask you uh, what other trades are you looking at possibly bringing in, one of them electrical or, or with the instrumentation with your oil field program? Well, that and, and we have the boom truck um, uh, and mobile crane operations. Actually, we just uh, we received uh, $3 million, isn't this great, from the apprenticeship branch to purchase our boom trucks and, uh, and mobile cranes. And, uh, and Northern Lakes College has the mandate of delivering that across the province, except in Edmonton and Calgary. So we've been delivering boom truck um, and uh, mobile crane in Red Deer and in Fort McMurray. And if there's a need here, we can do that here too. So uh, there, we had a media release about our, and they have Northern Lakes College all over it too, but um, the, you know, $3 million was not 
unsubstantial to be able to purchase all of that equipment. So it's state of the art and it's brand new. So we can do that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Ever. I forgot to tell you about the cranes. Good task. Thank you. So the next presentation is uh, from GFL Engineering. Assuming you're Mr. Weeks. Yes, I am. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time that I can have with the uh, with council tonight. Uh, I'm fairly new to GFL. I've been in the waste industry in the Grand Prairie area for just close to 40 years now. I started when I was 10. Um, the uh, the cart that I brought with me. Um, that's what I came tonight for. Uh, I'd like to see what interest there is uh, with the town in going to carts. And the, the one thing I want to make very clear right from the start is that I didn't come here for money either. Uh, <laughs> GFL has uh, asked me uh, to come and make the presentation and make it very clear that they're willing to cover the cost of the cart. So you may be wondering, well, what's the advantage of the cart? Um, waste handling is a young person's sport if you're doing it by hand. And it's very hard to find uh, qualified people to do it who can drive a truck to uh, have uh, people who will be steady at it and, and give you as a, a municipality what you're looking for in collection. Um, I think of many things that you deal with from month to month and from day to day is garbage collection complaints. Uh, I don't know on what volume you have, but um, it can be one of the most contentious things you're going to deal with in any, any municipality. So what we've done over the years, uh, I used to own county disposal in Grand Prairie. I used to be the, uh, one of the owners of Prairie Disposal. Uh, one of the things that we have done uh, over the past six, seven years is we have uh, graduated all the towns that we deal with to the CART system. So we started off with uh, the town of Hythe, um, uh, Wembley, Beaver Lodge, uh, Sexsmith, Spirit River, Rycroft, Eaglesham, Wanham. I believe Prairie Disposal has moved into the north here with carts. They have carts at every house in Nampa and some of the other municipalities that they... And Grimshaw. And Grimshaw? Okay. Um, so the reason for the cart is this is the bag limit that a, a homeowner is allowed. One of the complaints that I heard from our drivers uh, from last week's collection was that they have a hard time keeping up with the cats, the dogs, and the birds. And because we're limited with the amount of time that we have to collect, uh, the landfill, I believe, now is closing at 4.30. So it's a fairly uh, steady pace that we have to keep if we're doing it by hand. The other problem that we run into is that when a solution like this isn't available, uh, many people are left to their own devices to, as to how the garbage goes out. So it, it will go out by, in bags. Uh, or it may go out uh, in various forms of carts, boxes, whatever it might be. Uh, the reason that we want to get away from hand collection is, uh, like I said earlier, it's a young person sport. People like me can't do it anymore and keep up a pace. Um, I used to do it. I used to be able to do the town of Wembley um, by myself in two and a half hours, but that was when I was 40 years old. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to do it in four hours now and, and still be breathing at the end. 
Um, can I just interrupt? So when you say carts, are, are you saying that it's a mechanical lifting and stuff? or The not? trucks that we have that, that service uh, Peace River right now, uh, the truck itself has an arm on the side of it that actually reaches out. I believe it, it has a 12-foot reach. So a car can be parked along the street. As long as this uh, cart is about a meter away, that arm can reach out and grab it, bring it back, dump it in, and put it back down. Now, you may be thinking that that will be faster than doing it by hand, and it actually isn't. It's actually faster doing it uh, by hand than it is with a cart. But what you're looking at is uniformity here with every house. You're also looking at a lot less uh, pollution because bags are getting torn open and, and uh, destroyed by the animals that I'd mentioned. Um, this cart here will hold uh, equivalent to four bags. So what we've asked uh, residents to do in all the communities we're servicing is that they continue to bag the garbage. We don't want loose garbage because as you dump the cart into the back, if, there's a, if it's a windy day, that garbage is still going to get out. A little bit of it will. So we still ask that residents bag their garbage. But the nice thing about this is this will stand up to a 50-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, this particular model of cart um, is made by a company out of Quebec. It's uh, Canadian-made, but it's also made for northern climates. So every municipality that I deal with, my company deals with, has gone to the IPL cart. Um, that might seem like a small item, but if you have residents continually phoning in and saying, well, the wheels are broken off or the, the lid is broken off, you want to spend a good dollar on a cart that will stand up to the rigors of that arm, lifting it up and putting it down. Um, we have good drivers, good operators. Uh, having the arm on the side of the truck allows us to have drivers who are, you know, 40 plus, uh, people who have a good driving experience. Um, some of the things that, uh, the limitations with the cart, preferably front street. Now I know Peace River, you cannot do everything front street, which is understandable. We can do some back alley work, but primarily we would prefer to go to front street with the cart. And I think a lot of your uh, areas in Peace River are front street, if I'm not mistaken. So if we could get uniformity on that for the most part, uh, in, in P uh, Spirit River, for example, uh, there's one avenue there where there, it's a, a rise up about six feet to a sidewalk and then another rise up to the houses. The residents just leave them up on the sidewalk and our driver brings them down, empties them, puts them right back up where they were. We don't expect the residents to go back down to the street to get them. We put them back up and that's the same that we would do here. Um, do you have any questions about the cart? Do you want to take it for a spin, anybody? <laughs> Uh, GFL uh, bought out Evergreen Ecological. And and they, they recommended the system that we've got now. And to be quite honest, I was shocked because I thought that this is certainly the industry trend and where it was going. But they and the reasons they gave, I think, were <clears throat> if you haven't been around Peace River the geography in some of the back alleys in the south end especially, are, you're only going to go up a back alley access. Now, I don't know about power lines. And then the other issue, if I recall, um, so that bin can 
can hold a, about 150 pounds of garbage, which is a lot of garbage. Mm -hmm. But um, the point made was if I'm an 80-year-old resident, how do I drag that from my back door to the front street? And then on my street, I've got rental properties on either side of me, and there's all these vehicles. So where do I put the bin? So what's your experience been with, <clears throat> with, with that type of thing? What... Uh, the, the <clears throat> you are unique because of the geography in, in Peace River. Um, I'll address the first point being uh, seniors using them. In the town of Sexsmith, we had uh, one of the councillors, I think he's uh, probably in his 80s when, when I first met with him. There was a lady in the gallery who said that I, I can't handle that cart, it's too much. And he... Uh, he actually got up and uh, took it for a spin around the, the whole room. The point he was trying to make is that it's kind of like a walker. It's quite easy to maneuver. When we did the uh, follow-up in Sexsmith, um, I went out the first day that we had it going, and the seniors were very impressed and very pleased with how easy it was to use. It's actually easier than, than picking them up like this and, and walking. If they have two bags, and most seniors don't. Most seniors only have one bag. You know, they, they're very conscious of that. But they found that this was actually quite easy to use. Um, the, the municipalities that I've been working with, um, if you went back now and tried to take their carts away, um, it wouldn't work. They refuse to, to lose that service now. It's cleaned the town up. It's really made quite a difference. Uh, your point to the number of cars being parked, um, we're not as anal as some haulers are. Where uh, I'll give you an example. In Grand Prairie, Aquaterra uh, says that you cannot park within a meter of that. And that's what I said earlier. We'd like to see that. In the real world, that's pretty nice. In the real world, that doesn't happen. In an ideal world, that would be nice. Uh, we're not the kind of hauler that if the, if the lid is up three or four inches, uh, we tag it and we say we're not picking it up. Those are some of the rules that other municipalities are, are dealing with because they're following rules that were set out by Aquaterra. And I'm not trying to ditch Aquaterra here, but um, those sort of rules, uh, to me, are, are a little onerous on the municipality. If the lid is up a little bit, we take it. Uh, if the homeowner has an extra bag out beside if it's tagged, the driver gets out and throws it in. Uh, it doesn't mean that the driver doesn't get out of the truck. He still gets out of the truck. Going back to what you said about Evergreen sitting here, I don't agree with their, their approach. I don't agree that that's the way to do it. Uh, I spend a lot of years in this industry, and uh, this is the future. All of the municipalities around you have them. Uh, going forward, if you chose uh, three, four years from now not to have GFL hauling your waste in, in uh, Peace River, this is the system that just about every hauler is going to be having you go to. Uh, it's very, very hard to find people that will actually get out and throw bags. The other problem that we have is it doesn't matter what age you are. If you pick up a bag and you go to swing it, and this happened in our case, we had uh, one of our throwers cut their leg open with a bag. Uh, she was on intravenous uh, antibiotics for almost two weeks because of the infection. Uh, the other problem is wrist injuries, uh, back injuries, shoulder inju injuries, elbow injuries. We're trying to get away from that. It's a WCB issue that we're trying to minimize. Well, that, that's the very reason why I was surprised. That, so just a couple of quick follow-on questions. So my garbage is picked up on uh, Wednesdays, and my recycle is Thursday. So would I 
use that bin for my recycle product on on the the off on my recycle day. How often? Pardon me. I haven't been in Peace River on Collection Day for recyclables. So, so they do the whole town on Thursday. The whole town Thursday. But uh, how many houses are in Peace River? How many? Twenty-one hundred. I'm sorry. Twenty-one hundred. Okay, I thought it would be more than that. To be honest. Where's Alicia? I mean, how many tax notices do we? I think about twenty-one hundred. Yeah, it's roughly around twenty-one hundred. Okay. Out of the twenty-one hundred, how many do you think put curbside recycling out? Because you do have a good oh, wow. recycling facility here. When I was there... Now you're asking us questions. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> the reason I'm asking you that question is because um, I don't believe that you should do curbside uh, carts for recycling. Okay, uh, so, so your suggestion is we'd... It, that's going to be... Uh, just to clarify, so your, your recommendation is that you'd go with uh, waste in there and then recycling we'd continue with the blue bag problem. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know what... I, yeah. I didn't know if you were suggesting... Uh, dual usage of the bin, but that, that's that's fine. No. So those one that says Rycroft obviously costs Green for Life some money. I, I'm, I don't know how much it costs, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it's eighty to a hundred dollars. So w when do you intend to get your investment back out of Peace River? The next time we sign a deal, or are you? Even though I did hear you say that you're not asking for money, but. If you wanted to give us some, we take it. I, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the push, the, the thing that I would like to see the town do, um, you know, Peace Rivers, it, it, it's a, I mean, whenever you think of northern Alberta, you think of Peace River. You think of, I mean, Grand Prairie is a big city, but Peace River is, it's on the map. It's, it's a, a high tourist area and so on. You know, my goal in coming here was not just to, enhance what we do and make it easier for what we do, but also to improve the look of the town and, and the efficiency of it. Um, the card itself, if... Uh, when you're, you're preaching to the choir there, so... Well, if we bought the card, uh, let me rephrase it. If the town of Peace River were to buy the card, uh, we facilitate that. We don't take any anything for, the, for, for facilitating it. Um, we work with a company out of Calgary, the cart is $61, but $61.50, somewhere in there. Uh, we also maintain them, so we keep a stock of axles, wheels, uh, lids. Uh, they're very easy to look after. There's not much uh, money goes into re repair or maintenance on these carts. Um, I don't recommend two, two carts per house because uh, with the recycling facility you have here, you're not getting a lot of people... Uh, uh, putting recyclables out and it's not every dwelling that will recycle um, it's usually the middle income earners that will recycle those and it's hard for me to say this sometimes because the very poor and the very wealthy don't recycle too much um, the middle class do um, that's a different discussion um, Oh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up to Council as well is that uh, starting this week, we are starting to work with the uh, Recycling Depot here, and we're going to be taking our recyclables to the depot rather than hauling it to Grand Prairie. These are things, when I owned County Disposal and I sold out to GFL, and they asked me to look after Peace River and Grand Prairie, I, I scratched my head. Why is a truck running down the highway to Grand Prairie with a ton and a half of recycling on it? With respect to that, then people put out their recyclables and they're all mixed up. So how will that work at the 
depot. Uh, recycling right now is single stream, am I right, in Peace River? Yeah, we just put it in a blue bag. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing with the recycling depot. They're going to bail it for us. Uh, they're going to stockpile it. When we have a load, it's going to be trucked out at our expense into Edmonton for uh, processing or into Winterburn. So uh, just going back to some of the points uh, Councillor Needham made, um, his recollection isn't uh, quite the same as mine, was the GFL came in, they offered us the curbside recycling plus the garbage pickup, uh, and that was at the same cost that um, garbage pickup was happening as it was. So we're getting curbside recycling on top of that. Mm -hmm. Now, to get this, then they they offered us this, which I think was actually their preference, but it was quite a bit more. So so I'm, I'm going back to you again, Mr. Weeks. And so you're saying, I'll bring in these, the, this, these bins, uh, and I'm basically going to do it on my dime because I'm, I'm, because it helps my service. My WCB rates go on, go down, so on and so forth. And because our budget is set already, mm -hmm. and given what GFL had or Evergreen had put in, we we don't have those extra dollars to to provide that automated service. Uh, two pay grades above me is where I'm getting my information. They asked me to come into Peace River, offer the cart service at no cost to the town. GFL will pick up the cost of that. So um, 2,000 homes at $60 per home is what right. they're willing to put into the community. Um, now, the, one of the questions should be, um, what happens at the end of the contract? What happens to the carts? Because we own them. Every municipality that I've gone into and talked to, uh, every one of them has bought the carts. Um, I don't recommend a hauler. Now, you have to promise me you won't tell my bosses this. <laughs> but as a former owner of a waste hauling company, um, the only town that uh, couldn't afford them at the time when I did it was Sexsmith. I, uh, I financed the town of Sexsmith, and I put all the carts in. And they paid for that over a five-year term. The reason I'm saying that is I don't want a hauler to haul the containers out. Now, I'm not saying they will. But what I, what I would like to see happen is if council would give it some thought about the, con the current contract, um, the contract right now, I believe, runs out the end of uh, 2019. Would that be right? I, I read the contract, and I believe it's 2019. Oh, really? It's that long? Okay. Yeah. I think it's only three years that we signed it last year. Yeah. I, I almost bet it's only three. So, and, and this is something that you'll have to discuss without me here, I think. But if it's something that council would would be interested in doing, would they be? Would council be interested in giving GFL upon the the supply of these containers at GFL's cost a new five year contract, negating the old contract? so that GFL can at least recoup some of their costs. Uh, they're not re really recouping it, but at least it gives them incentive to do this. <coughs> and that's just simply a question I wanted to ask. The problem that we have in Peace River right now is we have a, a driver 
who needs a swamper? The other problem that we have is that the landfill is closing at 4.30. It's, we're hard-pressed to get to the landfill on time. So what I would like to see happen, if we could, is uh, switch to a three-day-a-week pickup, the fourth day being recyclables. So that we're not rushing so much, we can take the time to look after your residents. We've had a couple complaints in the last couple weeks, um, I think from the same people, but those are the sort of things we want to get away from, is having to rush through and then have your residents complaining because we're not doing it properly. And customers are always right, uh, even when they're wrong. <laughs> but we, we need to make it right for the, for the residents. We don't need you to be listening to those kind of complaints about garbage. Um, we're, we want to put that to rest if we can for the town. The other one I'd like to touch on is uh, your, and I, I don't disagree, uh, so you're, you, you want the residents to put to ga bag the garbage and put it in there. And we actually have a bylaw that says they have to ga bag the garbage and put it in a, in a receptacle. Mm -hmm. So all of that is taken care of. Uh, but your, you, your issue is there are people that are not obeying that particular bylaw. So why you're pretty confident that they're going to bag it and put it in these no. not really <laughs> my my experience is that um, you get a variety and it doesn't matter what municipality you're in uh, I would say 85% of the people that we service the residents we service uh, live by those rules the other 15% they're marginal there's some that it doesn't matter what you do right. um, you can't convince them there are some that will half fill that with with uh, <laughs> that or or cat or, or dog feces uh, as they clean up in the spring. Um, I mean, that's those are some of the things that uh, you just don't want to be doing by hand. But the other problem, like I said, with bagging uh, with this cart here, uh, birds and cats and dogs cannot get into it, and that's one of the problems that we're we're dealing with on uh, in every municipality that doesn't have the cart is the. Uh, ravens and crows are almost as smart as we are and they go ahead of us and they open the bags and they spread it around uh, there's nothing you're going to do about that and there's a number of residents in town here that do um, put out bags they don't put it out in a box or in a can or anything they put out bags and we're picking it up that way the other problem is if if you have uh, a box or a, a or a can and it's done by hand the driver actually has to get out and open each one of those yeah which adds more time to the day. Right. So we had an operator uh, in, uh, he worked for me for about five or six years. He can actually pick three of those up at once with the arm and, and empty it, empty all three at once. He was really good at it. You no, know, we're, we're certainly not, don't object to this. I, I guess we probably need something more formal in writing to discuss it. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this, is, this was one of the preferences first go around but there was an additional cost to it that uh, we weren't willing to uh, to uh, to bite on so. I have uh, one one question or an, and a bit of a statement so when you're talking about the curbside recycling driving around town some streets you see a blue bag at every house other streets one every five houses and it varies throughout town but people are using it so my concern, or my biggest concern, and even when we did our bylaw, I was probably the one that was the guy that uh, wanted everything in a container. 
So when you're talking about this type of this type of container, which I do agree with, um, and then you're talking about the extra bag, okay? So we currently have a bylaw that says all refuse must be bagged and in a container. That way your animals, cats, dogs, birds don't get into it. So with this system, um, if, a, if council goes with this system, with the extra bag tag that you can buy, will your company accept that bag not loose on the ground, but in a container or the, a different container that the animals can't get into it? Yes, we would. Because I drive around town to this day and still see bag tags sitting beside a garbage can. The garbage can's got the lid on it, but the egg, but the bag is ripped open by the animals. Mm -hmm. In a case like that, uh, would that be a residence that maybe the family has four or five kids? And and the reason I ask that is some the more people living in the home, the more garbage is being generated. And what we've done in the town of Spirit River is uh, it, it's the it's up to the residents, but they can go to the town and they can request a second cart, and the town will provide them with a second cart. So when we pull up to a house, we um, in that case, um, if it's uh, nine dollars a month t per residence, we bill four dollars and fifty cents for the extra cart for that house, because we are uh, looking at tonnage as well, going into the landfill. So, uh, did that answer your question? Because if there is extra garbage, uh, one of the things that over the years, uh, when I was doing the town of Wembley and Hythe and all the towns I did. When you're going down the street, you get to know those people intimately because that is something very, that is their personal property when it's put out. Once I grab it, it becomes mine. But when I go down the street, uh, for maybe four or five months in a row, everybody's got three bags. All of a sudden, you come down the street and one guy has four bags. It's just a one off. So I'd take the fourth bag. Now, they have a three bag limit. That guy should have had it tagged. But it's one of those things where you're going to quibble over that because uh, you're driving by and you know what's going to happen if you don't take it. It's going to be spread all over the place. So, as a hauler, to uh, you know, you can quibble over a two dollar and fifty cent bag tag, and we had problems with Aquaterra like that. They'd have a guy following us, and if we took one extra bag, they'd fine us for it. But you know, you you can get carried away with that sort of thing. But our company was also the only one in the history of Grand Prairie that qualified twice for a bonus. If we had more than 30 complaints a month for a three-month period, we were f uh, fined uh, so much for that many, anything over 30 complaints. We never, ever got a fine. But f uh, twice in the three years that I had that contract, um, we received a $5,000 bonus because we had fewer than 30 complaints in a full three-month period. And that's 15,500 homes. Currently, it's 23,000 homes. So, you know, you could have a bylaw officer follow us around and say, well, you know, he took four bags. We have to be penalized. Or you could say, he took four bags. Wonderful. You know, it. we didn't get a call from a resident's compl uh, resident complaining that he took a fourth bag. So the bag tag is, is a revenue generator to a certain extent. But I, I guess the way I look at it, it's just garbage, folks. It's just garbage. See, you know, my, myself, I don't. There again, the two dollar and fifty cent bag tag, I really don't care about 
Mm-hmm. That's that's not my concern. My concern is as if the family, and I'm not going to name names because I know I know a couple of them, is they are small families. Maybe, maybe they couldn't afford an extra garbage can, but they have. They'll take that bag, put it beside their garbage can. But there again, the bylaw says to have it in the can. You have a three bag limit. Two bag. Three. 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 Yeah. Three, three three bag limit. Well, I, I there stu- again, if you have that fourth bag, like I would expect that bag to be in a container. Well, what I and, and that goes back to that point I made earlier. This this container will actually hold four bags. So, what I would suggest is that uh, the bylaws stay at a three bag limit. But this is actually the limit. In reality, this would be the limit. So, you know, if they go over that, then they're putting out five and six bags. If they go over the cart limit. So I think this would actually uh, deal with a lot of those problems that you're mentioning, that there might be an extra bag. But if you have a, a home and you know they've uh, got four or five kids, which still happens today, then you know we would work with that homeowner and give them a second cart. So you're not dealing with that issue. So I have a question, again, about your cart. So you're going to supply, or the company will supply carts to everybody, um, people do away with whatever they've got now, I guess, I assume. Um, and you're asking the town to eventually pick up those carts and own them. Is that correct? In one uh, way or another? That, that would be something the town would have to determine. Okay, okay. Uh, regardless. Yeah. So somebody does bust a wheel off the cart, they're going to phone the town, they're going to phone you, they're going to phone who? They would, If they phone the town, the town forwards a call to us, we come and repair the cart or replace the cart. How How quick? Same day. We keep a supply of carts here. Okay. And you pick up the cost for that repair? That's right. Okay. Yeah. When would you envision doing this change? If, if we agreed to do this in the next short period of time, are you thinking September or are you thinking? Much sooner if we could. Okay. Uh, the, the carts are eight weeks away. So two, two months. If I put in the order... Um, by the end of this week, which I don't expect to be doing, um, it would be an eight-week delivery um, brought right into Peace River. We drop them off. If we could ask that the town would help us through Public Works to distribute them. But the cart is not something that uh, the homeowner gets to take with them if they sell the house and move. That cart belongs to that resident or that residence. It it doesn't go anywhere. Um, The reason I brought this along, this one here, uh, every town has its own logo. Peace River has its own logo. Uh, the reason I brought this is that uh, GFL will put their logo on the, on the front and the two sides. Um, if uh, I just wanted to show for the artwork that this company will do uh, to put the town of Peace River on it. And, and I guess what I'm trying to say is down the road, um, you know, you're elected officials. Hopefully you're all here in, in a year and a half or two years, uh, if that's your, what you want to do. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that down the road this is something that the town will be able to take over. So maybe there could be some sort of a long-term agreement between GFL and the town that eventually you buy them. But we're certainly not asking you to do that now or in the next five years. You know, within this time period, we're willing to t- uh, pick up the cost. And the big thing is for us, it just ma- makes it so much easier, so much cleaner for the town, and it's a win-win for both both parties. 
But I think Peace Service got the best logo in all all of the Alberta. It's got to be on the side. That's like the the Mighty Ducks are the best NHL team. Out there. So I <laughs> so I have a couple questions. How do you decide whether you do front or back? Like I live with an alley. I prefer the garbage staying in the back of Sprint in the alley, but there's power lines there. That would affect whether or not you could d- dump them, right? Well, the truck is going down the alley now, right? Yes. Um, one of the problems that we have in certain areas of Peace River is that the <clears throat> it's a tandem axle truck, and he's having a hard time getting around the corners. Um, he's doing like a 10-point turn to get around that corner. Which That's is probably our alley, yeah. But as far as dumping the cart, uh, it never goes over the height of the truck. In fact, it's lower than the height of the truck. Okay. So that arm is literally about that high off the ground, and it would reach out from here, that wall almost, and, and grab that cart like that and bring it back and dump it and put it back where it belonged. So it's power lines and trees and that type of thing? Is no, it, it won't affect that. And if, if you have taxpayers that owe money, we just pick them up and go. And <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to, like, in our street, I could see, you know, Considering going down this down the front, how hard is it to bounce those over over a curb? Is it like I've got a step from my back into the front? Mm-hmm. Like is that that's not much of an issue, is no. it? No. And then what's the life expectancy of one of those those like? I mean, obviously they sit in the sun, they UV damage. Well, then they're treated for that. Um, that's why I was saying earlier the uh, the company that makes these they, they've made them for northern climates, not only for cold, but we've this particular model uh, of cart. Uh, it's probably 20% higher than any competitor's cart would be. I really push for this one because of the durability of the cart. And especially if it's 40 below and the the can comes down a little hard, we've very rarely had to send out somebody with uh, wheels or lids or anything like that. They stand up very, very well. Um, Most of the drivers we've had have been very good with them. So just to come back to the questions uh, regarding our bylaw on three-bag limit, 150 pounds, which I think is a lot of garbage. If you're generating that much, uh, I question how much recycling you're doing. So if we were to do this, then all you would suggest in the bylaw is that I heard you say the lid has to be snapped shut. It, it can't be filled. And then the bylaw would read that would be the equivalent of a bag, and there'd be no weight on it. Is that... Or, or are you well, suggesting there be a weight? Just to clarify, I didn't say that the lid had to be shut. Uh, if if they use orange bags, if they were to put, say, two or three orange bags in, that lid's going to be open. But if that lid is open a little bit, that garbage goes. Um, Aquaterra has a, has a bylaw that uh, the town of Sexsmith lives by and the city of Grand Prairie lives by. If that lid is open a little bit, they, they're not supposed to take it. They're supposed to flag it and find them for it. I don't agree with that. Um, as long as it's contained, reasonably contained. So, so our bylaw, if you haven't read it, maybe uh, that could be some homework. But it sounds as though if we went this way, we'd have to delete a bunch of those clauses in ours because they don't. Because this system basically renders a, a number of pieces of our bylaw uh, stale, I guess, because uh, the weight limit and the three bags, uh, those would be gone. I, I would recommend going to a cart. Or going right. to so, so the language. The limit be. is your cart. Right. But it still should be bagged. And how do you do, how do you handle the recycling? I missed it when. It would still be done uh, curbside by hand. Yeah. Curbside. Okay. Yeah. Right. The thing is, with recycling, birds usually don't like it because there's nothing good in there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you: uh, Has anybody ever said that you can recycle glass? Uh, we, no, we, we told uh, them no, you can't. 
but there has been a history of recycling glass in this community because that eco center used to take glass. Uh, they they prefer not to take it now because there's no market for it, but uh, there was a bit of an uproar, and so we left the bin there so people can still put their glass in there, and then they put it in a separate spot in the landfill when somebody may need call it in the future. But the reason I ask that is um, I, there are if you're in a larger center like Edmonton uh, or Calgary, there may be a market for glass. But in every smaller center, it costs so much to transport it because it cannot be transported with regular recycling. If it is, then it becomes a contaminant. Glass is not a, con uh, not a hazardous waste if it goes into a landfill. All it is is sand mm -hmm. formed into whatever it is. Um, I've, I've always been against the municipality saying they can recycle glass because it's, uh, it makes people feel good, but the truth is... <laughs> In smaller communities, it can't be recycled. It go, always goes to a landfill. In yes. Grand Prairie, they, they have glass collection, but it always goes to the landfill. And I, I just don't... So ours does go to a landfill, and it's put in a separate bin. Uh, yeah. But you're right, there is a bit of yeah. a... Yeah, it's, if there was ever a market there, you could, you could dig the pile up and recycle it, I guess. Just one other final point. You made a comment about ours at Peace River Waste Management Company. Uh, there's a number of us on this council that sit on the management board those hours were changed this year because of the economic turndown and economics. Um, mm -hmm. I would suggest if if four thirty is an issue for you, I'm not going to speak for the manager, but we talked about uh, being on call. So if if that's a if that's a, a substantial issue, I would suggest you phone Art, and uh, I don't see why we couldn't work around that. And if it, even if it's uh, just on an on call basis. It, it was, um, that issue was brought up, but we were told that it was a $200 fee to stay open yeah, for the truck if it came in half an hour late or an hour late, and that's not a cost that GFL is willing to pay. And, okay. and granted, I, I did not know what the cost was. And granted, we're not asking the, uh, the landfill to stay open just for GFL. Right. But yeah, it, uh, it, it did stay open until 7 previously. So. Right. But that's why I, I was saying that uh, if I can work with... Uh, um, Town management. Maybe we can switch back to a three-day week, or th pardon me, three-day collection. Mm -hmm. So we divide the. We do uh, Nampa and Saint Isidore as well. So I'm working with my operations manager in Grand Prairie, and what we're going to start doing is pick up Saint Isidore and uh, Nampa on a separate day. When he's finished doing that, then he'll run down to McLennan, Flair, and Donnelly and pick up the recyclables and bring it back here for processing. So we're, we're working through the logistics of that. I, I need to, my prime concern right now is to look after Peace River the way you should be looked after and get garbage off the radar. You don't need to have that. That's uh, something that we specialize in we should be looking after for you. But this is the way we would prefer to do it if we can. So are you getting the complaints? Like the last time? The last time I was in the town office, someone was there to complain about garbage pickup, and it seems to be a real issue. I don't know, like, council hasn't seen the statistics. I don't know whether the administration is collecting that. I was hoping that was one of the things that you were going to come to talk about that, because the complaints 
aren't so much about not having a bin. It's the speed that the drivers are operating. You know, they're not they're failing to pick up a bag. You know, you'll pick it up. That's too heavy. You'll leave it down and go. Those kinds of complaints. And I, you know, and again, part of it I think is our bylaw. Part of it's probably the lack of proper education at which the previous contractor said he was going to do and didn't happen. And and then you know, I think a lot of people think our bylaw is too long and they don't even want to read the, read it. But like, are are you dealing with some of those issues now that you guys are? We are, yeah, um, and and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I brought it up to our managers, like the people above me. I said, "Is there any chance?" And immediately, it wasn't even a question. They said, "Tell the town of Peace River we'll supply the carts." Um, a heavy bag, that's a non-issue after that. Yeah. If they if they're strong enough to lift it up and put it in there, that's the last person that lifts it up and puts it in there. We don't pull it out. Yeah. We we have a truck that will tip it out. So it can be a it can be a, a two thousand pound bag, <laughs> and that truck will lift it. So what would it take for you to have a one day garbage collection in the town of Peace River? What would you need to do? We would have to bring in. Uh, we we likely would not be able to base a truck here. We would likely have to bring in the trucks from Grand Prairie, uh, and it would have to be two trucks for sure. What I want to see happen is I would like to see. GFL, which I, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm very, very pleased to be working for this company. They're very progressive. Uh, I would like to see GFL expand their interests in Peace River. Uh, we'd like to maintain uh, employment for people off Peace River rather than bring people in from Grand Prairie. And the other problem that you're going to run into is being two hours away from uh, Grand Prairie. <clears throat> and I shouldn't say we wouldn't base trucks here, but uh, if we do it in one day, uh, it's hard to find anybody up here that's willing to work one day. Right now, I'm trying to find enough work for this gentleman up here that he can work at least four days a week because he's got a family to feed too, and we can do it uh, with what I was saying. And I might even get him to run down to Eagle Sham Wanham and work in that area as well. So, huh? Uh, so in terms of complaints, um, I get the impression a lot of the complaints are you, my garbage isn't picked up. Um, we only have about two. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've only had two complaints that it wasn't picked up. Okay. And I don't know why. I have to, I'm, I'm trying to investigate that because I'm not here watching the drivers. Okay. But I did send one of our fellows out from Grand Prairie to work with the driver here one day. And, um, you know, he, he came back to me with some concerns, the way we're handling things. Okay. Uh, which we're correcting. You know, we're okay. dealing with that. But one concern was there was one lady with the, there's a, a fence down at the end of her driveway. She put her garbage out this side, the neighbor put theirs out. There was literally inches apart, and we apparently only took one side. We didn't take the other. Oh, because you thought I, it was from the same house. Well, it was, but it was obvious it was separate. Oh, okay. So that's our fault. That's, it wasn't the homeowner. That was our fault. It wasn't that there was somebody who was over a bag limit. So those little things we have to iron out as a company. Okay. Well, I guess the go forward is uh, we'll um, we're interested. We'll take a form, formal proposal, and my CAO just informed me that the uh, end of the contract is May 2020. Oh, good. Okay. My the, the one request that I'll put in the formal uh, proposal to you, I'll send one up in writing, is that once the carts land in Peace River. If council would be interested in giving us a five-year contract, if we uh, are willing to put that money out, mm. if we could have a five-year contract from the time the carts land here. 
Because it's a, it's a fairly uh, big investment, too. Would that be at the current price? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brian. Uh, and don't disappear. I want to talk to you after in the, the presentations. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Perhaps at another time I can ask you about single-use garbage bags and paper bags. We can have that conversation. Do you have any questions about garbage? I'm going to I'm sorry? You said you better leave your business card. I can leave lots of them. I think that, that bylaw like we, we can cart limit lid closed. But it's just it's a formality. Like if it, if it lids up because if the bag's a little bit too full, it's it's an overlooking statement. Thank you kindly, sir. Thank you, sir. It's great that you just always thinking of you. Okay, the next uh, presentation on the agenda is uh, Peaceful Homes. Uh, Mr. P. Peter Diario. Um, but the development permit hearing is under unfinished business. So actually, Peter, what we got was, so what? So uh, Mr. Diario was, um, so there's a presentation, but there's a development permit. Did you just get the two confused or? Uh, did they're both separate. So this is, you asked for uh, just opening it up here. So you. Uh, I'm asking to get permission to build. Right. So <laughs> you're really here just for the development permit, right? Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, they told me that. Uh, you know, we were supposed to speak to, we were, we were supposed to speak to council because we met last week. Uh, we met at uh, the town hall last week. And there were some questions that were supposed that we asked, that I asked, and that we were supposed to get some responses today. So concerning uh, Alberta transportation, concerning the six hundred uh, millimeter pipe, and uh, so. Yeah, yeah um, Mr. Doyle, um Yeah, we did have a meeting last week. There was a lot of questions, uh, but you wanted a presentation because you were going to give uh, the council. You wanted to say to council, you wanted to move forward. And yeah. you want to say yes or oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's basically good. what you wanted for the yeah. presentation component. So that's what this part is. Okay. The next part will be the actual development permit. And then we will be actually going in camera because we have some legal advice we have to deal with. And then at that point, council can move forward and they can make a decision after that. So right now, um, you want to plead your case of why you sure. want to move forward. That's yeah. the purpose of why you were okay. here. Okay, I'm but, sorry. Okay. But he can do that in the development hearing, right? Because he... The proponent gets to make a presentation. It's not a hearing. Okay. The development permit is an item on the agenda, but it's not a public hearing per se. So okay. It's not that okay. With it. Okay, uh, Mr. Diorio. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll we're more than happy to listen to your uh, well, your presentation. It's going to be short and sweet. Is it going to be short and sweet? Yeah. Because you have. I'm not trying to sell you a bin or. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you you uh, listed in your presentation information, and I assume you don't have a you don't strike me as a PowerPoint kind of guy. Am I wrong there? What or do you, you have a PowerPoint? No, no, no. <laughs> no. no okay. So uh, on the list there were uh, uh, th- four four items that you wanted to address: uh, the intersection improvement. Uh, and the cost sharing around that improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, development permits slash roadside development permits. Uh, the noise and vibration study. And the engineering plan approval. Um, and I get the impression one item it would be... Uh, there be a couple more items. I don't know if they come under the other categories. Uh, the inter, the interplay of CN with your development, mm-hmm. and uh, I understand there uh, one of the items is a, a water line that uh, uh, parallels your property. Sewer line. A sewer line. Mm-hmm. So were they? So are there? So I'll I'll assume that uh, they're, they're well whether you address them uh, separately from these other four items or whether you include them. Uh, but no, I think there's no there's there's only these four items. Okay. In reality, there are three. There's three left, I think, because the okay. three items are one the CN, which I met I met with CN and uh, we received a letter from well you received a letter from your lawyers, okay, and which uh, which explains the conditions of the the, the CN and I met with CN. And CN was uh, very at ease, and the only the problem that we have with CN was that everybody today speaks by email, and nobody talks verbally anymore, you know, face to face. So what happened is that they had documents that were from the first day, of the fir- from a year ago, which the, the old plans with the old the all they had is an eight by eleven sheet showing them the plan, and they thought that the the the, the houses were budded on the train tracks. So when when I met them in Montreal. I went and seen them in Montreal, and when I met them, I, I made sure they got the new topo, they, they, got, they got the elevation, they got the drainage, they got uh, the, the sound and, uh, and uh, vibration analysis that we completed, and that the results uh, are negative. You know, say so you don't have to do anything. So, yeah. could, the, could I just back you up, uh, mm-hmm. Peter? So the reason uh, why you're coming to council to make this presentation is. Uh, you you have um, you 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 have uh, con- time constraints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a development that you want to put in. That's right. Which yeah. is fifty four homes. Forty nine. Forty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uh, they're alongside the rail yard. Um, the uh, and there some of the. And and you're needing to get some permits, uh, one from us and some from Alberta Transportation. Or does he need permits from Alberta Transportation? Yes, he does. Uh, for, for the houses after the first three. Houses after the first three, and does he need a permit also from CN? No. no. So there. Um, uh, so you've you've put in a, uh, you've invested in this land. You've you've spent a year on this project. You uh, 
you feel that uh, um, that the the permits are holding you up. There's exactly. tardiness around the permits. That's right. And you need to, <laughs> you, you'd like to expedite or at least have some sense that the permits are coming sooner rather than later. That's exactly right. And what I'm, I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. And um, and so you're really here to talk about what the issues are that you, from your perspective that's holding up these permits and um, and well what I'm here for solutions I guess well what I'm here for is that it's exactly over a year it's 13 months now I'm in Peace River and I started this process 13 months ago and we're 13 months in and we're still at the same point I think my point of view is that we're still at the same point I don't See, just to give you an example, like tonight, I don't even know. Me today was a yay or a nay day. So it's yes, I, I develop. No, I don't. Because I, I can't stay here anymore. And all I've been doing is investing, investing. I'm up to two, I'm up over $2 million invested. And I, I'm not, I, today was the day that Roy's going to decide, is it a yes or no? So I need to know from the, the council, is council going to help me with, do they agree to the intersection of deal? Do they, do they still have an issue with the CN? The, the 600 pipe, are we doing it or are we not doing it? So the 600 pipe, just to give you an example, we don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You can leave it as a 300, as it is now. But what happens is that if I pave and curb and on sidewalks, what happens is that when you do change the 600, you're going to have to take everything off. So what I'm offering is just to help the town to save money. But if it's up to me, we could forget the, the 300. I'll just butt myself to the 300. And that, that's not a conversation anymore. The CN, like I told you, I met with CN. I'm confident there will not be any issues with CN. We haven't seen anything back from CN that says that, though. No, because what happened is that you got a letter from a lawyer, which is a, the, the, you asked for an advice from the mm -hmm. town, asked for an advice from the lawyer, which you got back. And I don't think, I think I'm 90% sure that the, the letter from the, doesn't give any negative points. I don't think there's anything bad on that letter. Okay. But we, we, my point is we still haven't heard back from CN. You say they're good with everything. We don't know that. I know. but the, the, so, I, so we can't make a response until we hear something from them. No, I know. But I'm not asking the town to make a response for the, for the CN. What I'm asking is that if, the, if, is if, I, if I can build and if there's something that the CN is going to ask, I'm going to do it. I'll have to build it. I'm not sure. I can't wait for the CN and I can't wait anymore for the CN and then for the intersection. Like... like it, it, you know, I met with the CN, like I told you, and the reason why we don't have a response is because they didn't have any documents. So when I met them three weeks ago, I gave them all the documents they needed. But verbally, I was sitting in the front of them, and they told me, oh, Peter, we didn't know. Peter, we thought you were butting onto the, the train tracks. You know, it's all, they didn't, have, they didn't have a topo. All they had is an 8 by 11 plan, and all they saw was two rows of houses, which I presented to the council a year ago, which everything changed so far. You know, they didn't even know the kind of houses we were putting on. Where were the bedrooms? Back, forward, you know. So I gave them all the information they needed. So every time they asked me for a question, goes, Peter, where are the, the, the bedrooms? Well, the bedrooms are on the riverside. Oh, that's, a, that's not an issue then. And also, you know that the 90th Street is at an angle, right? So we know that half the houses are covered by the 90th Street for the noise and vibration, for the noise. And the other half is, is, is at the same elevation as the, as the, uh, the road. As the track. So maybe we might have to make a berm, have to do a berm just on those half, those, and I'm open to do the berm. I don't care. That's not an issue. I told them, 
what do you what do you think? Do we should I should I make a, a gated community? If you want me to put a gate, I'll put a gate. I don't mind. But I told him I go listen. I'm not I'm not a police officer that's going to stand in the front of your 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 offices and make sure that nobody from Peace River comes there and doesn't touch any of your stuff. That's what exactly what I told him. They go no, Peter. That's not what we want. And as soon as I got into the meeting, he goes, Peter, we want you to understand something. He goes, this is a general letter that we sent to everybody. We didn't have any information, so we sent this general letter with all these clauses to everybody. Now that we have the information, we'll come back to you with the right response. But I need to know, a CN for me doesn't worry me. I, I know it's, it might worry the town, but I need to know, is, is the town open you know, to conversation with the CN so that we, we say, you know, whatever the CN comes up to, we'll find a solution. The intersection, we have. A th I think we have. A, we have a, an agreement. Is a third, a third, a third. So I need to know: is is uh, the town open to that? Is that the final offer? A third, a third, a third, and that's it. And then after that, it's for the. Uh, there's all there's left is the 600. If you tell me, Peter, we're not doing the 600. We won't touch it. We don't have time. We don't have the budget. I even offered uh, Mr. Parker to pay for the 600 now, and repay, get paid later. I don't mind. But if I'm doing that to save the town money, that's it. The 600, if you tell me we don't touch it, perfect. We don't even talk about it. That's not an issue anymore. So that's why today I came to council because it's 13 months I'm here. And I, I, I promise you that this is the last time I'm coming here because um, my movers are already booked. And if I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to move on. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. I don't want to threaten anybody, but I'm, I, I'm not staying here anymore. So I, decisions have to be taken. I'm sorry to talk like this, because this is not the way I usually talk, but people are going to have to take decisions and tell me, yes, Peter, no, Peter. And, that's, and I won't be, no, no bad hard feelings, no bad feelings with anybody. If it's a no, it's a no. If it's a yes, it's a yes. That's it. So uh, just on the CN part, yep. um, well, and that's sort of kind of a, uh, uh, and I think uh, Ms. Mr. Sachak was alluding to it is because we don't have anything directly from in writing from CN as to what they want or expect or um, what uh, if they're going to use some kind of trump card that they may have. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have a trump card, but what you're saying is what I heard you just say is if CN wants wants me to build a berm. Or to build this, or to build yeah. that, I will do that. Yeah. But everybody has their limit, right? So, if if they ask you for a million dollar berm, you're not going to put in a million dollar no, berm. No, no, that's for sure. But so, after, where oh, do I'm you sorry. think your your uh, my limit your is. tolerance level is? Your well, and I guess that that's unfair to ask you that because yeah. then. Uh, somebody might take advantage of you on that. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously there has to be, you You have some kind of limit in mind where you you, you tell CN that, yeah, I can't do that. Well, you know do what? You, I'm so confident that there won't be an issue that I'm ready to, to, to take, to gamble. Right. If I have to say, and, and, and on every on every sale document that I'm going to have, it's going to be written. Please take note: you are moving in the front of a, a or of a CN garage or whatever it's called. You know, I'm not hiding it. I'm not going to do anything. I got the analysis. Cost me eleven thousand dollars to get the analysis done, and the analysis say nothing. No structural. No sound. No nothing. You can do. You can go ahead and build. That they told me like 
three months ago, the town told me, get the analysis done, and then we'll see. I got it done. I get the results. The results are perfect. And now there's still another issue. So, no. And, and that, that also, to just illustrate our conundrum is, uh, so CN has, has said, you, you spent quite a bit of money doing a vibration and sound analysis. Um, it it uh, was for a period of X number of days. What if CN came back? See, that, this is one where we... We're a little hesitant because CN might say, well, yeah, he had it there for X number of days, but we would expect the sound vibration study to be done over Y days. Um, therefore, we, we're, we're, uh, we're not going to be accepting of this. Uh, we're going to raise objections because he didn't do, in our, what in our minds is a bona fide study. Well, they got a copy of the study. We okay. gave them already a copy of the study. And if they asked them to redo it at 15 days or 10 days, or whatever, we'll redo it. And whatever the results are, I'll, whatever the recommendations are from the engineer, I'll, I'll, I'll get them done. You know what I'm doing? Just for the CN, we changed the, the houses from, from wood structure to steel stud, you know, with double insulation. You know, that's what we okay. did just to make sure also that we won't any, get any comebacks from the owners saying that we hear the train. But in Peace River, 99.9% of the houses hear the train. I heard I didn't sleep all night last night. That's why maybe I'm a bit, uh, you know, a bit uh, grumpy. But at 2.15 last night, I heard the train. You know, you heard the train in Peace River. And I live, like, close to... Um, our, uh, li- um, uh, my townhouses. Yeah, town, and I heard yeah. the train. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it, it's maybe because uh, uh, it's it's 13 months, and I'm not used to this. I'm not used to the waiting 13 months. But I, what, I, what I have a feeling is that even if every time I come back and I meet, it, it's still at the same point. You know, we met at the town. This is the third time I think we meet at the town office. You know, and uh-huh. we're still, well, okay, well, somebody's got to call the Alberta Transportation. Do we have an answer from Alberta Transportation? Is it a third? Do they agree? Yes, no? And is the town ready to pay the other third? If you tell me no, that's the issue, finished. If you tell me, well, Peter, the CN is going to be an issue, we don't, we won't, won't if you're ready to, to, to commit of, of uh, making sure that the town doesn't have any responsibilities for the town, uh, for, the, for the CN, I'll do it. I'm not worried. Because I know, I met the guys with the CN, and I know from Montreal and all the, what what's happening in Montreal and what happened in Montreal with the burns and all this and that compared to here, you know I'm not even worried about. That's why I'm telling you I'm not worried about. But I was at the meeting. I'm the only one that was there. So you say you were talking to those CN people in Montreal, how and basically you met with them. You've got your idea what the information or what they their opinion may be. Mm-hmm. How fast is that information going to get to this council from CN? Well, that's that's exactly the does problem. It, does it take a phone call? No. Well, I it, listen. It could take a phone call depending on who you're speaking to and who's speaking to them. But if I if I call them, I'm going to speak to the the director that I met, and he has an engineer. There was like four engineer engineers with us at that meeting. Well, just one of them was for drainage, the other one was for the sound, the other one was for this, the other one was for that. So somebody's going to have to call. And then maybe, and I don't think it's me because if I call, I'm going to tell them, so what's happening? They're going to say, well, Peter, we're still working on it. Maybe, I don't, I'm, not, I'm just suggesting, maybe somebody from the town should call and tell them, listen, we got a developer that's ready to invest here, and he's waiting for you. to. We're waiting for you. 
the town is waiting for the CN to take a decision, yes or no. It, me, I'm, I'll tell you, if you ask me, yeah, okay, no worry about the CN. But you won't listen to me. You're going to have to listen to him. So, and Alicia, I think, is, is in contact already with the CN, right? I have spoken to them and I've had that conversation. Okay, and, and what's the response? What's, what's the response you got? I expected feedback last week. See? I didn't receive it. That's what happens with the CN. It's bureaucracy. You know, so it's going to take another three months, two months. They don't care. They're not, they're not the ones that are going to lose the development, and they're not the ones that are losing the money. So they don't care. Okay. So you... Uh, so on the intersection uh, improvements, you, uh, you have had your engineers estimate what the intersection improvements... Uh, will be, I think they came up with what six hundred thousand. Four hundred fifty. They put it's four fifty plus. There's one hundred fifty thousand of contingencies. So that means just in case there's something that they didn't see. Okay. You know, but I, I I did my own calculations. Were around four. I could get it. I could do it for four hundred. Okay. So and and you're committed to paying one third yeah. of that. Yes, I am. Is so, it recorded? Yes, I am. So ready. So what if that intersection ends up being 800000 Are you still in it for yes. a third? Yes, it's a third. A third is a third. If it's right. eight hundred, but I'm I'm going to make sure that it won't be eight hundred. Uh, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make uh, I'm not going to make some guy do it for eight hundred thousand when I know I can do it for four hundred. I've been in the, in, the, in construction for forty years. Okay, I was at, from the age of fifteen. I started. I can tell you how much things cost. You wouldn't believe. So I know that intersection that WSP. Just to give you an example, WSP evaluated that six hundred pipe at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, okay. Six, to change the six hundred. I, I got quotes and I did the quote myself. I could do it under two hundred. I'm not going to engineers. You know, one hundred fifty. They put double contingencies because then you can't say, "Oh, you made a mistake," or "We didn't see this, we didn't see that." Right. So, see, the the, the six hundred pipe is only two hundred thousand dollars. I told Mr. Parker that I, I do it under two hundred. You could get quotes. You can do what you want, but I I could do it under two hundred. If you have somebody higher than that, don't, don't give it to him. Give it to me. I'll do it. Okay. Um, okay, so, and then there's the 600 millimeter line, yeah. and this is a line that we need to put in, is in our overall sewer upgrade line, plan. And, uh, and isn't this, wouldn't this line be in our wheelhouse? I, can't we as a town, like, how, what, What's the issue? With what we're trying to do now is we're trying to, um, through the uh, province, to actually do it in-house uh, because the overall project is uh, $13 million, and we have $11.5 million in funding. So we're trying to do it in-house so that we can do a little bit cheaper, uh, uh, cost-efficient. But the other aspect is, is uh, what happens here is uh, even if we did um, have this project and we say, okay, we're going to let it out, we couldn't just... One, we, we have to get around, not get around, we have to actually do it legally um, to allow certain people to um, bid on this project because if we just hand a $400,000 project to uh, um, Mr. Right. Yeah, it, we, we'd be in, it, However, it'd be difficult. So, if, if we do it ourselves, we we don't need to tender it. Correct. But that's not a that's not a problem. I hope you do it yourself. But I'm trying to save the town money by me 
doing it while I'm there. And if yeah. I do it and I pave and I, I curve and I do, do my curves and sidewalks, because I can't leave the owners with no road. And they have a half a million dollar house, and for a year they won't have a road. So I, I don't mind. We won't do it. We'll connect to the 300. That's the existing 300 that's there. I'll pay, but then your budget of uh, $13 million, you're, it, you're going to have to put $1 million or more to redo the whole road and redo everything new again. So if you're trying to save money because you're just telling me that's what you just said, I'm, I'm, I can save you the money by doing it just once. But I don't mind if you, tell, if you decide to do it yourself. As long as I, I, can, I can just connect myself to any pipe, I don't care. I'll connect myself to the river if you tell me to. You know, but, uh, some people won't be happy, but you know. Yeah, there'll be a few people. I know. Well, um, any? just a quick question on the six hundred pipe, as far as what you're saying, you can do the quote for, and I guess this big question would be for Mr. Parker because I'm still learning a lot with this this MGA process. So, if the MGA states that a project has to be tendered out legally over a certain value. If uh, Mr. Diorio can do that project for under that tender amount, is there a way to do that project that way? He has to put in a tender. There, there's three agreements that you have to look at. You have to look at the uh, Agreement of International Trade. Uh, the second one is Northwest Trade Agreement, and then also our own purchasing um, um, bylaw poli policy. Uh, when you put those three together, basically the maximum ceiling is two hundred thousand for construction. But even having said that, our purchasing policy says we have to go for tender, and it could be an invited tender. So, in order for us to uh, allow um, uh, Peter to actually bid on it, he would have to have his official business registered here, and then he has to do that type of business here. And then, not only him, but we'd have to also put it out to every other business that does that in our municipality to say, okay, this is the project for an invited tender. This is what you have to do to meet our own purchasing policy. For over 200000 For under two. Uh, for actually, our, our, ours says 200000 but the agreement on international trade says 200000 max, so we even have to adjust our, our own it, purchasing policy. Don't you have an amount that, under that amount, you don't have to go to tender? 25000 25,000. So can we do it eight times 25? No, we can't because that violates do, the agreement 25. on international trade because it says you can't break up a project. Ah, oh. That's right. Yeah, sorry. I, I thought I was in Montreal. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I, we do it in Montreal. And, and that, you know, and, and that's part of the issue. So because of stuff out of your own home province, we have to, we've yeah, got I know. these I rules. Plus we've got the, C, I know. the CN issue, which, uh, which was a lack, uh, a lot of that came out of the lack magantic stuff. So. Well, that's why I asked the question because if, it, if he can do that specific pipe for under 150000 does it have to be tendered? Yes. And what about if the, the town supplies the materials? If the town, like you suggested, Mr. Bart, if you supply the materials, my contract from two hundred would go down to maybe eighty or a hundred, and then after that, is there a week we do only four times twenty-five? Yeah, according to our purchasing policy, anything over twenty-five thousand, we have to do the invited tender or an actual tender. It, it says one okay. or the other. Uh, well, see, we are I, adjusting our policy, but but see, until then, still, we're talking about uh, the six hundred, and that is the, the issue that is the easiest to fix. That one, then we just we can leave it as is, and I'll just connect to this three hundred. That's not an issue for me. It's because I don't want the town to m make me do all my fifty connections, and then after that next year you're going to come back and take off the asphalt, the curve, sidewalks, redo my fifty connections, 
or we start the whole thing over. That's the only reason why we propose to do it for the town. That's the only reason. I don't want work. I have enough work. So, so right now the development permit that will be coming up uh, is just for three, three. Yeah, the first three homes. Yes, first three homes. Mm-hmm. So, how much time does that buy us? That buys you two months. And what if uh, we? What if we were? to give you approval for the development permit for three homes. Perfect. And uh, we, but for the other, whatever, 47 or whatever it ends up being, uh, somebody, somebody somebody rides in and says, you can't issue a development permit for the other 47. That's, and I guess that would, you wouldn't be very happy about that. And no, that's, but, I guess that's why. But that's why I'm sitting here. It's, I got. I'm take, I'm gonna bluff. I'm gonna. I'm bluff. I'm gonna gamble. Okay, that I'm pretty sure everything's gonna work. Which means that the intersect because we only have three issues. The, the 600 won't be an issue anymore. So all we have is the intersection and the CN. Do, does the town have any other issues? We don't have any other issues, right? There's other outstanding items. Items, but issues. I mean issues. I mean things that we can't. Uh, that we can't settle. That we that that need money. That's the only thing. That, see, that's the only things that we need money for. That we need money, not me. But the town has to, to spend money. Is one for the intersection and two for the CN. Yeah, I, I understand. Alberta Environment and Parks have been tardy on the stormwater management. Yeah, that that's all permit. done. That's fixed. That's My done. engineer spoke to them. We have authorization to dump to the river, but they needed a, a plan, and we send it to them and. Well, that's not an issue. Then, then I'm telling you, if the, if Alberta Transport uh, Environment says, Peter, you can't do it like this, you got to change it, well, then we'll change it. I'm open to change it. I'm not going to say, oh, the town now has to pay for it. It's my fault. I took the risk. But I can't wait anymore because the, the, the three months, the busiest for Lane uh, from uh, Raymax told me this, is April, May, June. He go, Already with today's economy, if I sell two a month, I'll be happy. But imagine if I, if I forget April, May, and June, which April is already gone. May, by the time I get to, I get my first house is done, all I got left is June. If I skip, that's why I'm telling you, I'm not. If I wait till the next meeting, we're already May fifth, or I don't know what what date. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that he said April. Usually, there's still snow on the ground in April. I mean, he tells me April, May, and June are the three busiest months for real estate in Peace River. I'm, I'm I, he, he could have been here tonight, but. You should have asked him. I should have asked him, but that's what he told me. So, so, in terms of Alberta environment and that water thing, um, you've got a letter from them yeah. saying it's okay. Yeah, my engineer WSP has a, uh, an email. You know, today everybody writes emails. So by email, they told them that there was an issue that they wanted that corrected, and then it would be okay. So we corrected that issue. I think it was. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. WSP has, has settled that problem. Peter, I work for Alberta Environment Parks Water Approvals. I don't deal with stuff in the Peace River. The last time I talked to my guy working on that project, we're still waiting for stuff from WSP. We haven't sorted out. So you're saying something that I really don't believe. Well, the WSP told me that if you want, we could get him on the phone, Greg. He told me that the uh, environment called him, wrote him an email asking him for one more document, and he sent the document. That's exactly what he told me. That may have come in after I talk. Well, then tomorrow, first thing I'll do uh, when I leave from here, first person I'm going to call is Greg uh, from WSP, and that's exactly what he told me. Anyway, like I'm telling you, w- environment, if it's an issue, we'll do what they want us to do. If they want us to, to we send them the, the whole, all the drainage plan, and I think they just came up with one issue. Maybe you know better than me. Is that it? 
Well, we haven't even figured out whether you need to put in a stormwater pond. So, so uh, there's just, there's something wrong because uh, the WSP told me, Peter, we don't need a pond. We're doing a big catch basin, and that, that's how the plans are designed, and that's what was approved. Well, they have to they they have to submit something so we can review and decide whether we're going to do it or not. Like, uh, there's something wrong because well, he tell, it's, it's well. Then I'll I'll verify with the, with Greg. He tells me, unless I'm paying Greg. So if I'm paying him not to to, to do anything, there's a problem. I'm not paying him anymore, right? But if you're telling me that. The environment hasn't gotten the new plan. It's there, there's something wrong. Well, he, may have, he, may, he may have sent that to Scott, and I, Scott hasn't talked to me and Scott's away this week. But again, the last time we had the discussion, and I can only deal with the gen general stuff. Okay. I mean, the way Maybe you, you know, can just send the uh, a copy of that email to uh, yeah, Alicia sure, Moni, yeah. and she can forward it to us. What do you think you've got invested in this uh, project so far? So far, I have. Two point three million dollars, and it's a fifteen million dollar project that we're investing. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, put four hundred fifty thousand dollars per home times fifty homes. You know, and and I'm telling you, we're not. We're, we want to do something really nice. And I'm not here to beg. And I'm not. Please don't 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 think I need, I need these permits. If you tell me it's no, I'll I'll just say goodbye and that's it. But we're investing $450,000 per home times 50 homes in today's economy. And the reason why I want to do it now is because I get better sub-traders. A lot of people are free in Peace River. If, I, if the oil comes back, I won't be able to find any sub-traders in Peace River. No, I'm going to have to take everybody from Edmonton and bring them all here. Yeah. Now I got plumbers, yeah. electricians, excavators, uh, everybody. I got concrete. I got everybody. Peter, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I speak for everybody is that we 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 like the project and we're very supportive of the project. Uh, we don't actually control all the little bits and pieces, uh, so there isn't one window, and we can't just solve it all um, in one go. Um, and but I think that we, you know, you talked about being here a year and and you're you're you feel like you haven't got off square one mm -hmm. but you have got off square one we we're addressing the issues we're addressing the intersection issue we're addressing the 600 millimeter uh sewer pipe we're addressing the cn stuff but a lot of these items and i guess the stormwater management plan i don't know if there's another issue but a lot of these are out of control out of our control and even even the 600 millimeter stand, uh, sewer pipe is is we're we've got some constraints around uh, in terms of tendering it, not tendering it. Uh, unfortunately, we can't spin on a dime. We're a bit of a bureaucracy ourselves, so um, I, I'm going to have to plead for a little patience. And we'll uh, we we do have an in camera item to review. Uh, we did send out um, your, the CN issue to our lawyers uh, to get their opinion, and uh, because it's under cl uh, client uh, le legal privilege, we're going to review that in camera, uh, and um, uh, and hopefully. But you know, I, I I can tell you that we're supportive. Some of these, some of these uh, items are, are, are I, I understand your frustration because I'd like, I'd like to 
issue you the permits right now and get going. But uh, there's there's there are, we have some constraints, and we ha actually have some outside agencies that uh, that ha have uh, that have a trump card, basically. So, I'd just like to make one more comment to Peter. You've been before us a couple three times, and every time you've come forward, your plan is different. So we have to look at it a different light. So, you know, it isn't all on the town. No, and I You've changed your plan consistent uh, more than once. Or once. Anyway, we have to look at it every time it comes forward in the light that you present it. So, I agree with you. again, you know, when I look at this latest plan, now we've got three houses that are being built right beside each other. Originally, they were going to be one on each lot. There was, you know, then they were going to be back-to-back, zero-lot lines and... You know, things have changed and they continue to change. So we're, try we're trying to iron out the problems, mm -hmm. as the mayor has said. We certainly want to see this thing go, but we do need time to look at it and look at it effectively. So, Okay, so when, uh, can I ask this question? Is uh, When do you think that, uh, how much time more do we need? Do we, is it for the next meeting or in a month, two months, three months? Well, I'd like to... Uh I'd like to think that it'd be sooner rather than later. So I certainly w wouldn't be very keen on three months. Uh, I I suspect that uh, while well, you you just talked about CN, uh, and I suspect that they're uh, they're not going to issue anything in in one week's time. So. Uh, <coughs> And that's why I'm I, saying that the, the yeah. town's going to have to take a decision, you know, because if we wait for the CN, then we wait for the environment, and we wait for uh, intersection, we wait for this, we're never going to get – I'm never going to get this project started. So is is maybe the town ready to take a risk? Or no, I know not taking a risk. It's not the right word there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Put it on me to blame. I don't know. Just <laughs> make me sign a paper yeah. saying that if something happens, I'll well, have to pay for it. that's part of the issue is that we're we're not paid to take risks. Yeah, I understand. So, okay. Well, thanks, Peter. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, uh, I'm just we're going to take a five, ten to ten minute break, and we'll go from there. That is correct, Your Worship. Certainly am. Good evening, Council, Mayor, Deputy Mayor. Uh, what I am presenting tonight is Bylaw 1981, which is the 2016 tax rate bylaw. And this bylaw will uh, allow us to collect the revenues that we need to uh, fund the 2016 budget that was approved uh, in, um, yeah, I believe it was April uh, 16th. Um, this bylaw uh, basically includes a 0.5 mil increase to residential non-residential properties to raise the estimated $750,000 uh, for the arena reserve. Um, also in this budget uh, is the increase in the Alberta School Foundation requisition. Um, the total increase for Peace River from last year is $171,000 or about 6% overall. Uh, due to the increase in uh, assessment growth and a slight increase in market values, the in impact on the residential property tax um, will be an approximately 2% increase. Uh, 
increase from last year and a 15.8% increase for non-residential properties. Uh, these, prop these rates are set by the province and the town has absolutely no control over these rates and must act as a collecting agent for the government. Um, also, when uh, calculating the um, education tax this year, the uh, uh, senior housing in Alberta, uh, Grants and Lou uh, properties were taken out of the equalized assessment. Therefore, the amount that has to be raised from the general public increased. Uh, last year, we lost about $188,000 in, in uh, tax revenue because of the program change, and we're going to lose uh, slightly more than that this year. So those, um, the municipal portion has to be picked up by the Peace River residents and also the education portion. Uh, North Peace housing requisition uh, rate increased by 15%, and again, uh, this is a requisition that the town does not have any control over. So as I said earlier, this will um, raise the tax revenue of $10,611,409 to cover the operating expenditures for the town in 2016. Um, there are two options. Council can uh, adopt bylaw number 1981, uh, which is the tax rate bylaw, or they may refer back to administration. Administration re recommends off option number one, uh, and that council give first, second, and third readings to the bylaw to authorize the rates of taxation to be levied against accessible properties within the town of Peace River. Mr. Schramm, could I get you uh, to clarify something for me? So, residential, uh, what was the mill rate last year? The total mill rate? The mill rate for residential, single-family residential. Uh, yes, the, the municipal portion... Was yeah, six, I believe it was six point nine. Or pardon me. No, it would be at least seven point. Yeah, seven five two. Yeah, that sounds close. I'm Do you have your emails in front of you? You you did no, something but, on that. But I can go down and get today. the. Um, I can get the breakdown very quickly. I have it printed out. It should be sitting on my desk. Uh, the reason why I ask that is. Council has added a 0 0.5 mil increase. That's that's strictly for the um, arena. The overall municipal tax rate went down. So the overall increase in the the municipal tax portion is less than I think it worked out to about the overall increase in everything was about 2.7%. And the municipal tax rate increase was 
a little over 2%. But I can run down and get those numbers for you right away. Hi. Yes, there it is. But I meant to bring that. Give me five seconds, sir. Okay. So last year's total municipal rate. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, on the um, request for decision, I an error put added 0.5 mil increase for the arena. It should be 2.5. 0 0.25. 0 0.25, correct. Okay. Okay, this is, um, yeah, I think you addressed my. Yeah, that's, and I apologize for that. It just. So on your Excel spreadsheet that you have a hard copy in front of you, so last year's mill rate was 7.4 to single family residential. Single family resident, uh, just the municipal portion or the overall? Municipal. Uh, last year's it was 7.7836. 7 7.7836? 7.7836. I mean. So say that again 7.7836. 7 and this year it's what? Seven point nine eight zero six. Okay, and that works out to zero point two five, or does it? Uh, the rate, uh, the tax rate uh, difference is point one nine six seven. Oh, okay. So that's a two point five three percent increase. Okay, that's right. So, so single family, single family residential is a zero point one nine mil increase. Correct. And commercial. I haven't. I uh, don't have those numbers with okay. me. But it was actually less than that, I believe. Wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, that bullet should read. The first bullet was council has added a. 0 0.25 mil increase to residential and non-residential properties to raise an estimated 750,000 to establish a reserve for a future arena? Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and so your recommendation is <coughs> you're recommending that um, uh, option one be adopted, which is adopt bylaw number, okay, um, yeah, you, 1989? Okay. 1981. 1981. It's a good thing it's not 1984. Um, the council gives first, second, and third readings to bylaw 1981, uh, the 2001 tax rate bylaw to authorize the rates of taxation to be levied against accessible 
accessible properties within the town of Peace River. And you have attached bylaw 1981. Um, uh, any questions on this tax rate bylaw, Mr. Ford? Yeah, just one general question. Um, with the uh, the town budget, the average uh, increase for residential was approximately sixty dollars a year on a two hundred and seven ballpark two hundred and seventy five thousand dollar home. With all of these other other numbers, what was that average be of an increase for the normal everyday taxpayer today? Uh, two hundred and fifty two thousand dollar home, it's gonna be an increase of seventy two dollars. If you and that's the municipal and the and education and North Peace North Housing. Peace housing. If you're looking at a $350,000 home, assessed a, a home assessed at $350,000 last year, yep. and this year you're, you're looking at $100. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, if the assess, your assessed value was the same last year as it will be this year, is that how much your house is worth, Mr. Sanchez? This is mostly a formality, is it not? Like we've already approved the budget, so this, this yeah, that's correct. This what this bylaw will do will allow us to levy the taxes necessary to um, generate the revenues that we need to operate. I, I guess my point is we don't need to debate this or more information. We've already approved it, so I would like to put the, the motion forward to accept the recommendation to give first reading to bylaw 1981 with the. 2016 tax rate bylaw to authorize the rates of taxation to be levied against accessible properties within the town. Uh, anybody uh, want to debate that there's no debate? <laughs> hearing hearing uh, that there's no debate, I'll call for a vote on that for on first reading. All in favor? Your Worship, I put a motion on the floor to do second reading of the same bylaw, 1981. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the floor to allow this bylaw to go to third reading. All in favor of Mr. Ford's motion? And is there somebody who wants to make a motion for third and final reading on bylaw 1981? I move that we uh, give bylaw 1981 uh, the third reading. All in favor of, of Mr. Sachek's motion? Passed and uh, bylaw 2016 property tax bylaw number 1981 is hereby enacted. Right, thank you. And, and for council's inf information, I'm waiting for uh, the tax rates from one of our municipalities that we have a tax revenue sharing um, agreement with. And once I get those tax uh, rates, I will proceed with producing the, the um, tax notices so they can go out as soon as possible. Thank you. Okay. So, Mr. Mayor, in terms of um, the communication about this, um, can you just review how that might be happening? Uh, Mr. Parker, I will defer to you and Mr. Dietrich on that. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch that question. Um, so, how might, how might this... Um, tax information be communicated to the general public other than the invoice? 
Oh yeah, definitely. We should. We, we'll be putting out a flyer, and it'll be a combination, uh, uh, a flyer slash um, on on our website, and that, and we'll break it down specifically of of uh, the other bills that have been added onto it uh, that we cannot control. Uh, that's mandatory by the province. So, and uh, I know Mr. Town has some suggestions also that he'll be putting forward to communicate it so that people will understand it that really the majority of the fees are not really due to us. Thank you. Any, uh, any follow-up questions on that, Ms. Mauser? Thank you. Uh, that takes us to unfinished business and uh, the item that's the, the request for a decision on the development permit has been deferred to after the in-camera session. Uh, there is uh, the next item on the agenda is request for a decision for benefits for temporary and casual employees. And I'm assuming Ms. Jolife will be uh, speaking to this. The RFD is exactly the same as it was presented, uh, I can't remember when that was, almost a month ago by, I think Chris Parker did it for me, and you guys had some questions, so I'm here to answer those. I'm not sure what the questions were that you guys had in, re in regards to the request for decision for the benefits for temporary employees and casual. One of the questions was, is um, why not us uh, have it taken off their paychecks? Um, after talking with payroll, that would be quite, quite a job for them to do it that way. So it would be easier for HR to manage it, because not but invoicing is not a problem. No. Nope. Why? It's easier to manage by invoicing it out for those that choose to take it, and then they pay, than rather than take it off their check. I, I see big risk. What happens? What happens if somebody doesn't get an invoice for whatever reason? I mean, well, if HR is handling it, then it'd be on the computer, like on our calendar, so it pops up and the invoice goes out in the mid month, and they have to pay by the first of every month, so that would be paid by the first. We've done it on a few occasions, but not for temporary positions <coughs> so, and casual. So, how many people are we talking about again? Um, ParentLink has approximately seven to nine, and then um, the pool staff. So there's approximately um, maybe five, six there that might qualify. So again, when I read through this, um, I was slightly confused about the time periods that you need to qualify. So they got to be there for working for five months before they can apply for this? Yeah, before that option's available to them. Because some temporary, like summer staff are only right. temporary for, I think, four, four to five months, four at the most. <coughs> so if we did it any less, then it would allow that for employees for a very short time, right? right. It's to make it for the employees that have been here for a very long time, like ParentLink, 
a lot of them are continuously here every year. There's a seasonal employee on the community services side that's been here for two years, and it gives them that option too. And it's at no cost to the town because it's it's an option for the employee that okay, they have yeah. to right. Well, it's, there's no cost to the town if those employees choose to pay back the benefits, but if they don't... Well, the invoice goes out prior to... Okay, but the in go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. So th the invoice would go out in the middle of the month. In So right now it would be middle of April, prior to May 1st actual invoice coming that we get from Sun Life. If they don't pay it by the 1st, then the benefits are cut off. That's it. Like, there's no... It do, and then it doesn't affect anything. The town's not paying whatsoever. It's prior and, to... And that. Sun Life is okay with this? Yes. They So once it's approved by council, then it would have to go to them to make the adjustments in the benefits booklet. Just seems a little bizarre to me, that's all. Um, is this uh, also assumed that the seasonal person, it's okay, it was three years ago and two years ago and now, so that's enough consecutive kind of uh, part of this? If I was employed seasonally three years ago and I turn up this year and here I am again, I've already got five months in kind of, do I get on this? You can if you choose to. You would just have to pay the employee side and the employer side. Even if there's a gap of a couple of years? It would start over. So let's say this right now there's a seasonal employee that goes until September. Prior to September, that particular person or employee becomes a seasonal employee again, right? So it's the season of spring and the season of fall. So prior to the person's contract ending, we're well aware that they're going to continue on as a seasonal employee for the winter because the job postings go out long before we need the employee. Yeah, but I, again, I'm confused. I'm a, I'm a, whatever, a seasonal employee that works, who cares where, at the arena. Mm -hmm. And I, I get hired on in September and I work till April. Mm -hmm. And so I've got five months. So that first year that I work, I can't obviously apply for this because I haven't had my five-month time period in. So in April, I become eligible, but my term is over. So I'm not working through the summer. What, what, what is the benefit? I, I mean, the person, if they're not working... The benefit's more for, it would be the... Um, explain, to me, explain to me a case... Explain to me a case where this would be beneficial. Beneficial for the parent link staff. Okay, but I mean, how? Who, I don't know how the parent link staff So they're work. not seasonal. They're contracted for a year. So they're here for a year, and then their contract, whether we get the funding or not, is contracted again for a year. And it's continuous. So for them, who... Okay, so any person working for parent link, mm -hmm. if they... And our know. casual um, pool staff that meet these this criteria that are continuous employees they're not seasonal they're not a temporary employee it allows them to have that benefit too should they choose it 
is there some risk? Like it sounds like we have employees that are working at ParentLink, and therefore, aren't we obligated to provide benefits as an employer? Um, no, because they're a grant. It's on the f- they're they work for the town, but on a funding. So they're employees. I'm not too sure how the ParentLink part goes. Okay, what exactly? With your parent link. <laughs> Sorry, she knows more about parent link. I just do the orientation. I'm not exactly sure how it all. So, parent link is an annual uh, contract with the province, and they're temporary employees. As soon as you turn them into a permanent employee, then the town's obligated to fund the program if the grant disappears. So, they are a temporary one year term employee with no benefits. So, for example, some of the staff there work. There's one, two, three full-time hours, um, but don't have any benefits related to that position because of the temporary nature of the, the position. Um, and we need to keep it that way. We don't have any really other option. The only other option is to contract, and that's not the right scenario for them. So for some of them, for example, if their husbands have lost jobs, they have no benefits, this would be a nice perk for a couple of them. So... Again, I mean, why is that our responsibility? Why couldn't the parent link guys get together and go to Blue Cross and say, give us a package for our employees? And No, they're, they're Town of Peace River temporary employees. So a Town of Peace River employee, temporary or otherwise, <laughs> cannot go out and create their own benefit package through another um, benefit provider. Okay, so the the point of this program is that we have temporary employees uh, that are on a year-to-year contract. We um, this this costs us no money, correct? But it it allows them to basically access a benefit program. Mm-hmm. Um, we just facilitate it by giving them an invoice. Correct. And if they don't pay up... They're cut off. They don't get, they don't get off. the how, how can they... Can they, can they? What if one of them goes, oh, I just forgot it, or... Um, uh, no. And they they don't even get to start over again? No, no. grace period. No, no. no friendly... Re- it, it's a pretty serious... We do this a lot, too, um, for employees when they're off on... In my example, maternity leave. Okay. And I maintained my benefits while I was on leave, so therefore monthly I needed to provide uh, payment. And there was no, whoopsie, I forgot. I There would have been a problem if that happened. So it's on the employee to follow the guidelines of what the program would set out, and there wouldn't be any wiggle room in that. So is that a decision that we make as administration, or is that a decision that's made by the provider? I don't, that's the, we've always had that, um, but I would imagine it's more us because the town of Peace River takes the cost, right? So if we're administering and removing that risk related to these types of situations, it has to be administrated in that format. So for a temporary employee to have, qualify and have those benefits after five months, that invoice goes month to month to month? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's given to them monthly. So it's a monthly payment. Yeah. But then having said that, it's just like your credit card. You could overpay that first month for, 
and have a credit for the other five months for that year. And I guess you could. Yeah. yeah. So did this request come from administration, or did it come from the five or six or seven or eight employees? From a couple of staff, I believe, requested the idea, is there any option, and then it was looked into further. Okay. Yeah. So you had mentioned pool staff. How many... Uh, Oh, temporary at the pool? <coughs> um, I'm not sure do you have? Uh, because some of the existing pool staff's other employment arrangements change regularly. So a lot of our pool staff have multiple positions. So you might have, I can think of two that may be interested in it. And they're temporary year-to-year -year contract? They're casual. That's different. Casual. They're casual employee. Yeah. So the only would there is there any risk? And this is a question that's been asked before, but maybe if I ask it again, you'll see it in a different light. So there's no if, but there's always a risk that we might not put out the invoice on time. But that's what like, so I've had that situation with um, an employee that was chose to pay their benefits while on the leave. And I just have it in my calendar, so it pops up basically the middle of the month. Do the because invoice you have send to it? Do this for maternity leave anyhow, uh, from what I understand. If they choose, if they choose, yeah. if they choose. Yeah. So, but so for those that choose it for maternity leave mm -hmm. to keep their full benefit package up, yeah. they uh, y you're in that situation already, and so that you don't. So you're already into the rhythm of handling this mm -hmm. kind of yep. Yep. duty. It's nothing new, really. So um, I think my question had to do, and I can't remember, uh, to deal with interns. Why wouldn't interns be able to? I believe they already get some kind of benefit package. No? I thought they already do. No, there is some funding um, if we wanted to contribute to that. Uh, part of it, but what we decided to do instead of using the benefit package, we decided to up their salary a little bit. So then that would just, it could be an option that an intern could have. Well, it excludes contracted and interns. Mm -hmm. We could make it so the program allows interns, though. <laughs> Contractors, no. But then again, what Chris just said was that they're already being compensated for that lack of a program by an increased salary. So you can't give them both. Then that, that would be your guys' option. Like, we can keep it this way or that option. Yeah, don't don't confuse the issue. <laughs> if it says we've excluded those and you've told Deputy Mayor Manzer that's a decision that was made uh, and we compensate them in other ways, uh, I guess that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, don't start jiggling around with this. But they, We've already got six people here who don't understand the program very well as it is. Now you're, now you're saying, oh, yeah, you could switch it out. And tune well, it I would up. have to come back, I know, with another request. But Okay. Okay. Any other questions of Ms. Jolief? If not, uh, perhaps someone can make a motion. I move that administration um, 
add health and dental benefits for temporary, seasonal, and casual employees who meet the <laughs> requirements mentioned in uh, the memo uh, from to mayor and council from uh, Stefan Stephanie Jolief. Um, Dated May 2nd, 2016, uh, uh, regarding benefits for temporary casual employees, health and dental only. Your worship would have been sure to just read the block bolded letters. No, because it <laughs> says above mentioned requirements. Well, just read it. Eligibility class casual temporary employees and returning seasonal employees, excluding contract and interns, you must be working for the town. Five months or more hours must be 30 or more hours. So which one was easier, mine, Ms. <laughs> Fallon, or Mr. Uh, we were going somewhere Bruce. with this one that's just way too convoluted, so someone's going to have to clarify that. So just uh, use, just for, for the requirements, just refer to this, this memo <laughs> authored by Stefan Jolief. Is that okay, Deputy Mayor Mansory? Uh, providing two years from now somebody will know what it means, yes. Uh, at least you've got a memo you can refer to. And... And then you were to the town personnel policy. I guess you wanted to add that too, right? <coughs> okay. All in favor, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. Against. It's passed. Um, that now takes us to new business. There's a request for a temporary road closure. And is someone going to lead the discussion or it's a heritage run road closure 2016. Ms. Bell, are you uh, I'll, I'll take it right here. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, we didn't have uh, uh, Mr. Smith coming tonight. Uh, these are just usually routine, and, uh, and I believe I have the authority to approve them, except for in this case, I think uh, why it had to come to council was because it was a different road. It was a, a main road or something to that effect for a short period of time, so therefore we needed council's approval on this one. Uh, but basically, it's the, the annual event co-sponsored by the museum and the running club, which uh, benefits the museum. The start and finish line is at the museum, hence the request for the closure to accommodate a large group of runners. Uh, the remainder of the route is via the dike trails to the north and the end, and the map is attached uh, right over there. And uh, so uh, basically, uh, staff is recommending that uh, we do option number one and uh, approve the request of temporary closure. For uh, Sunday, June 12, 2016, commencing at 9 a.m. for three hours. Okay, somebody want to make a motion? Mr. Sontag? So move the recommendation that um, closure. Oops, hold still. Temporary road closure. Peace River Running Club, um, be, or the Town of Peace River, uh, be authorized to close the road closure in front of the museum for three hours, Sunday, June 12, 2016, commencing at 9 o'clock. All in favor? Passed. Um, Councilor request from uh, De Deputy Mayor Manzer. <coughs> this one is... Uh, 
Um, uh, I'll, I'll let Deputy Mayor Manzer speak to this one. I'm asking council to enable me to uh, take this um, EOEP course. Um, it is uh, offered, I understand, once a year, maybe twice a year, and it's one of the core programs that are necessary to get a certificate. <clears throat> How many degrees do you have already, Deputy Mayor Manzer? <laughs> Do you need another piece of paper? <laughs> this is in a different mindset. I'd like to make a motion to enable Deputy Manager to attend the EDOP course rules, rules, roles, and relationships, May 5th and 6th at NISQ. All in favor? Passed. Okay. Um, there are uh, three information items. Uh, uh, one is a letter from the Town of High Prairie regarding the dis Disaster Recovery Program. The other one is a briefing note. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll deal with the information items since we're on that track. Um, and the other was a briefing note from Municipal Affairs uh, regarding Conditional Grant Agreement uh, Arena Project. Um, and I don't know what the one from Northern Health Summit is about, but uh, is, is there anything that you need out of these, the first two, Mr. Parker, or that you, you want to highlight, or that any other counselor would like to highlight? It's actually from High River, not High Prairie, and they're asking for a letter of support for the government to review the flood recovery program or whatever so all right so do we want to write a letter of support or do we just want to accept it for information I, that's hard to say like I've been on the other side of the fence on that I've been the government play that's been reviewing this stuff and there are a lot of people out there that try to milk the government when they have these flood stuff but it sounds like there is enough issues with it that and since how we are also in the floodplain that it's probably worthwhile for us to uh, support their request to have a review done is there any is there a dissenting opinion do you want to make a motion i'll make a motion your worship that the uh, the administration prepare a letter for your signature to support the request from the town of High River for a review of the uh, disaster recovery program. All in favor? Mr. Burr's motion passed. Uh, there's a briefing note from Alberta Municipal Affairs uh, Conditional Grant Agreement Arena Project. Do you want to? Uh, is this of any note, Mr. Sachuk, or? Uh, Ms. Bell? It's <clears throat> simply just to inform Council of an additional extension to the Alberta Community Partnership uh, Program Agreement. So we've extended the grant for one additional year to, and I don't have the report in front of me, um, 2017, to allow us more time to actually spend the grant 
because it's specifically for the engineering component of the project. And we have spent some funds, which I believe I mentioned in the uh, briefing note, but there are still quite a, a number of remaining funds accessible to us for the project. So as we move forward, we shall spend them. So we just wanted to let Council know we have an extension was approved. Okay, a motion to accept this item for information? Sure. All in favor of Mr. Ford's motion? So the other one was the Northern Alberta Health Summit. Um, they want us to save it, save the date uh, for June the 16th to 17th. Uh, is this AHS will be coming to Peace River on those dates? I'm not sure. Or just the Northern Alberta Development Council? Mr. Mayor, if I may, yes. um, NADC uh, was asked to request that there be a summit for health in northern Alberta. So basically, Alberta Health Services would uh, come to this and explain uh, their various programs, including ambulance care and all that sort of thing. Okay. Do, do we need a motion to enable any and all counselors to attend or... Um, are you going to handle this on your own? Um, I, I believe we should have a, a motion June 16th. I might be at a different meeting. I, I would make a motion. I think this is just to hold the date right now. I suspect they're going to send us out some more information on the setup and everything. So maybe we should just hold off until we receive that information. This would be my recommendation. Okay. Okay, you'll make that motion? Yeah, I move we uh, accept this item as information. Okay. We'll backtrack to councillors' reports. Uh, are there any uh, council reports? Oh, yeah. Councillor Sontag's motion. See, it was a done deal. Uh, it's passed. Um... Councillors' reports. Councillors, um, uh, are there any meetings uh, that you uh, that you wish to highlight that you attended during the last two weeks? I have a few. Um, start off on the 13th. I um, first off did a presentation to the North Peace uh, or Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. Uh, we did a, a briefing to them for on Pat's Creek on the culvert, uh, the grant that we got to finish up the project. Did a bit of a tour, um, discussed the dike system and other flood control measures in town. Um, about an hour and a half that evening. Uh, pretty well attended by a group of the uh, the people that were at the uh, at the meeting. So they, I, I think, received it fairly well. Uh, one of the other things I did uh, that night, we also had our uh, regional rec committee meeting uh, where we got together and, <clears throat> again, set out our plans for moving forward with what we were going to be doing. As a um, outcome of that, um, actually, uh, we just had a meeting today with the uh, Catholic School Division, again, to discuss possible locations and uh, the possibility of locating the new um, arena complex at the uh, the uh, school site near where the track is right now. Uh, we have another meeting tomorrow with uh, Peace School Division number 10. 
basically the two sites have been narrowed down to the existing site and the one at at the uh, Glen Mary site. So we're we're proceeding with those talks. Um, did attend the Lac Cardinal uh, meeting. We had a joint meeting actually on the 18th, which had been last Monday. Uh, that was a, a joint meeting between the Lac Cardinal group, uh, the Economic Development um, Committee, I guess, from the counties of Northern Lights and the county of Northern Sunrise County. Each of their uh, economic development teams came together and, and uh, between the three groups, kind of tossed around some different ideas on what was happening, who was doing what, who everybody was. And there seemed to be a, quite a consensus that uh, we continue to work very closely with these people. There was a couple ideas that came forward as to possible projects that we could take on uh, in the upcoming season here over the next few months. So it was more of a, a get-together, get-to-know-who's-who in the, in the area and dealing with these things. And uh, again, like I say, a bit of a a consensus to, to continue to work towards some common goals. And um, I think that's it for me. Deputy okay. Mayor Mazur. Um, my intention would be to uh, submit a written uh, report okay. once a month. Very good. So okay. would that report go in the minutes? Yeah, we can. We'll place it in a minute. Okay, thank you. Uh, Mr. Nita and Mr. Burr. Mr. Needham uh, has passed. Just a waste management meeting. I don't recall there's anything significant that could come back to affect us. You may want to mention that uh, a motion was passed to... Uh, to have uh, the general manager uh, uh, develop an ethics policy for the Peace River Waste Management Company. Where we approved the policy that was presented, so yeah. The, uh... And uh, the other note was that was mentioned already this by Mr. Weeks is that uh, the uh, the Peace River Waste Management Peace Regional Waste Management Company will. Uh, take on a contract with GFL to pick up to take the blue bags that are picked up, recycle blue bags, bale them, and then GFL will transport them to their sorting facility in Edmonton. Yep. Which I took. Sound like it was a done deal, and I took Art was going to do it one time to see how much effort it was. Mm. And I think okay. the other thing I think is it really affects the council here is we did have a presentation from the consultant that, that looks after the technical stuff out the landfill, confirming that the company is setting aside an adequate amount of money to deal with the closure and post closure costs, which is a good thing because that means when they shut the landfill down, the town's not on the hook for fixing stuff that right. other municipalities have inadvertently got themselves into trouble for. So I thought that was very positive. So I have one question. Um, when he mentions bailing the recyclables, can they use some equipment that's already there or to some? So, okay. Yes, is the answer. It's yeah. what I understood. Yep, yeah. yeah. There's no extra purchase of bailing equipment required. Mr. Ford? 
I had one uh, one meeting, uh, the RCMP uh, Community Advisory uh, meeting on March 16th. Um, I have some stats in regards to the Speed Reader Board when it, when it was in the town of Grimshaw on 50th Avenue uh, in front of the police station. Their vehicle counts are actually quite extravagant. Uh, their lowest number in a 24-hour period was 783, and their high volume was 1,627. But I'll provide the port to the executive assistant for distribution. Uh, the one big thing that did come out of our RCMP CAC meeting was the uh, downturn in the economy and the use of the food bank here uh, in town. Um, they used to help out approximately 40 families. That number has now tripled to 120 families monthly. Um, so we're looking at doing uh, uh, food drives um, and I would like to, uh, I'm not sure if a motion would be needed on this, but I'd like to see if Adam, our communications gentleman, could get a hold of uh, or, uh, the, the people there at the food bank and possibly do some advertising on our website as far as food drives are concerned. You need a motion. Okay. And uh, Mr. Slotchek, you mentioned the Grimshaw meeting, right? Yeah, there was also the uh, joint meeting uh, with the County and Northern Lights MD apiece uh, that we had on the 19th, uh, the multiplex, to discuss um, basically our regional uh, fire services situation and where we're going to go ahead with that. Right. And set up a framework to, uh, to discuss those items. Right. Okay. Uh, are there any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Okay. So, um, um, yeah. uh, I believe that I uh, skipped over item uh, nine reports. There's two check registries, one to April the 11th. 2016 and one to April the 20th, 2016. Um, are there any questions on those? Hearing none, I'll take them. I'll make a motion, Your Worship, to accept the reports for information one, two, and three. Okay. Um, oh, one, two, and three. So yeah. you're including the RCMP one yeah. in that, and less, less people want to discuss it. And the uh, and the third one was the community services item. Okay. Uh, just on the community services one, is there a drop off in Attendance? I'm not sure. <laughs> At where? At the, uh, I closed it off here. So, uh, uh, public swim Saturday and Sunday. Has there been a drop off in patrons 2015, 852, patrons 2016, 500? So, I guess what I'm asking is patrons 2015, 
is year to date up to whatever the end of April or the end of March. Yeah, and end of March. So there's been a little drop off, but then we've picked people up elsewhere because overall mm -hmm. we're, we're higher than last year as a total. Okay. So it ebbs and flows. Overall, you're up. Yeah. So you're you're making more money this year. Good show. You might have a typo. Um, it says March 21, the Baptist Church uh, sponsored swim, that there was 2,015 people that came. So that's pretty good. Might be worth adding on these home support and Meals on Wheels some kind of benchmark. Uh, uh, are we more or less? They're, they're very consistent. She has approximately the same number of clients. And then we'll pick up a few and lose a few. I guess what I'm just saying is, can we document the, the previous one so we can actually see the benchmark? Okay. Um, so, go ahead. Question on seniors' transportation. Is it a new thing, this uh, partnership or something with Northern Sunrise County? To So we're exploring. Um, Northern Sunrise County goes to Grand Prairie once a month, and their system has been extremely underutilized, apparently, is what um, their administration, I believe their council, has identified. So they've opened up their monthly seniors bus trips to Grand Prairie to the Peace River clientele. Um, and we haven't started yet because we're still working out some of the kinks of notifications, when seniors will sign up with us and when we let um, Northern Sunrise County administration know how that will work who they pay, the driver, us, some of those basic administrative items. Um, but it's been opened up to the general community through ourselves and specifically Heritage Towers. And it'll be priority is um, medical appointments. And then from there, I'd like to go shopping. But it's for seniors in particular. Seniors. So if a yeah. family with child right five now, years old, no. Right now we're specifically targeting seniors. We have no idea what we're going to get for numbers, so we'll start there and and see where it takes us. And seniors, are anyone over 55, or do you have to be 65? I think they're classifying over 65. So they have a set date and time that yes. they go? Is First that Friday of every month. Yeah. yeah, so that if seniors had an appointment, they yeah. could schedule for that? Yeah. That's that's been my understanding is how Northern Sunrise has set it up, and it seems to have worked for them. Okay. Yeah. So it's part of the discussion that we would help operate, help with the the operational costs of the facility because they don't obviously charge enough to pay, even probably in the gas there and back, right? Oh, they pay twenty dollars a client. So I think it covers their gas. I don't know if it covers... Cost of the bus, cost yeah, of the driver, all driver that Driver and gas, that, that I don't know. Okay. Um, and I think that's why their numbers are low. That's why they're expanding it beyond their municipal boundaries. Okay. Yeah. So once we get it in place, we'll, Adam will do a lot of good communications for us to get it out to the, the seniors. 
Yeah, I was just going to mention that in the RCMP report, it doesn't specifically speak about it, but the uh, Peace Regional det Detachment did make uh, two significant drug busts here um, within this region in the last month. There are none, Your Worship. Okay. Um, uh, any comments? This is an opportunity for members of the public to make comments regarding any items on the agenda that they wish to. They have two minutes or five minutes? Uh, they have um, five minutes. Uh, hold it. It's, it's two minutes for the Committee of the Whole and five minutes, I think, for... Uh, Yeah. Or sorry, not committee of the whole. The uh, anyway, no. Governance and priority. Okay. Two minutes. Oh, jeez. Okay. It's, I knew it was one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one fellow I was talking to complained about garbage. I tried to get him come do president of council, and he wasn't in interested in that. But he's very appreciative that Sandy and I would talk to him. So.
do you want us to text you when that when we when we're ready to come out of camera? Okay, it might be a while. <laughs> okay, very Smart good. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll. Uh, uh, what we'll do is we'll take a break for two minutes to allow Mr. Taylor to gather his items. Hey, Your Worship, while you're considering the break, I'm fighting the flu bug. So <coughs> if we can move this along, otherwise I'm going to bail. So uh, the quicker you get back to this, I can hang around for a minute or two. But I'm I'm failing quickly.